today on the Keel Podcast. Key players returning for Vancouver and Toronto, but key ones leaving other teams. Who are pretenders and contenders with only a month left in the season? And yes, we are going to talk about the coronavirus. All that and more on this episode of the Keel Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders, <sighs> the guy that got completely roasted by Dartmouth College Hockey for barking up the wrong tree, Tyler Keel. You know what? I I gave it to him. Well, okay. So- Bro, your podcast is good. <laughs> hey. The fact that they took the time to actually like look up something to say it for me, I am just impressed. At least it wasn't like that's what you do. You get roast. You try to roast somebody, and then what happens is instead of you know you roasting them and they have not anything to counter with, they do their research and then they roast you and it hurts. Right? How does it make you feel, Ty? You got roasted. That D two. AC8 or D1 slash D2 slash D3 slash D women's D1 ACHA. No, they're NCAA. No, you. Oh, me. Yeah. I was about to say, I am Mr. Commentator slash broadcaster. I am Mr. Barking up at Dartmouth College D1 NCAA. All right. So a little backstory here. So I'm back writing for the hockey writers now, now that I'm back. Because my hockey season, all I have left are pretty much just a few games left for Davenport when I go to the Nationals. And I was able to get a nice little hiatus because weddings are tough. To uh, they're, they're, not, they're very time, time intensive. So I was able to get a hiatus and back writing. And I'm recapping right now the ECAC, Atlantic Hockey, Big Ten, and WCHA first rounds from this past weekend. And one of the big upsets, I mean, there were a few. You know, Michigan Tech beating Northern... I guess Bowling Green being Alaska technically based on seedings is an upset, but one of the big ones was Princeton upending Dartmouth in the first round of the playoffs. It was an 11 seed beating a 7 seed because in the ECAC, they have so many teams get the first round by because they pretty much every team in the Atlantic hockey and the ECAC make the playoffs. Right. So Dartmouth gets ousted. They were swept by Princeton. Dartmouth, who actually, Princeton, who had only won four games in the regular season, Alex. Four, and so I decided. I was like, "Well, I was saying, like, man, like, it was a bummer. I mean, it's great always seeing upset, but Dartmouth they have a really good. I suggest, I honestly say, follow them. Follow Dartmouth hockey. They're a great follow. They're pretty much taken after what the Vegas Golden Knights did. How do you mean? Off. I don't want to say trolls, but like they're they try to be clever and funny, and it's it's entertaining. It's like gritty. It's so like, what, so what you're gritty. telling it's, me is that they're a good, good Twitter. Social. They're a good Twitter page. They're they're a good follow. That's what I say. So they, I, um, John Sagan tweeted out today because one thing to talk about later: the coronavirus. RPI will host their, will host Harvard this weekend at their own barn. Their first home series, home playoff series in 14 years, will be played in front of an empty barn because of the mandated rule. Uh, rules by the RPI, by the school. Right. And John Sagan tweeted out how it's going to be weird playing in front of an empty barn or playing without fans. And Dartmouth said, 
Dartmouth with, you know, the asterisks, whatever. Like, we fixed it for you. So I, I tweeted at him, bro, you lost to Princeton. They'd only won two more games all season than Jimmy Howard has. And then they decided to say, bro, your podcast is good. And I'm like, and I said, touche. Yeah, you barked up the wrong tree. There, hey, buddy. man. No. See, listen. listen. No, the Rock of Ages was... I was like eight years old. I was in high school. I was in high school when that movie came out. Yeah. When the when the film adaptation, excuse me, the the musical that's been going around since, oh gosh, a while. I think before I was in high school because it was I think it was an English one, wasn't it? I don't it know. It was. It came out of England. Regardless, I don't anyways, know. I just watched the movie. Anyways, yes, Chad with Dartmouth. Even though, let's be honest, you didn't chat with you didn't chat with Dartmouth. What happened was you tried to be clever and they roasted you. They put I didn't you, try to be they clever. They put you I, in a pan. I didn't try to be clever. I they cut be, you in half and they roasted you. I didn't try to be clever. I just straight up called them. I'm like, what? Nobody wanted to see you. You lost to Princeton. Princeton, by the way, who's going to get three to five minutes dude, roasted. Dude, Princeton is going to play Cornell this weekend, number one team in the country. If Princeton gets a win... That should that right there should be a victory for them because they play at Cornell. Well, yes, because they'd, Cornell, be, they'd win. Cornell. That's is, how that works. Well, I mean, if like, you if you win, it's no, a victory. I mean, I, no, I mean they they will, they won't win the series. Cornell will move on still, but that should be considered a win because Princeton has just struggled this year, and Cornell has just walked through that league, which is why I look at that. That's why the NCAA is really weird. That's why they base things off winning percentage and so on and so forth because. Cornell has been so good in the ECAC, and I don't know if they'll be good in the actual tournament, but I know they'll be good in the conference tournament. You want to tell Tyler that whether or not you're being sarcastic about it, tell him that we have a good show and our (laughs) our podcast is good. Make sure to use the hashtag The Keel Podcast at The Keel Podcast on Twitter. At TJKU29 to tell me personally if you really want to. If you really want to. Where did I tweet about it? They're like, they had to like... Everybody. On Twitter. Oh, they oh it's, it's on my info, duh. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm trying to figure out where they saw my show, and I'm like, did they just scroll through my tweets? I'm so I'm so happy. But no, that that's... that's no, no, no. But... Hashtag The Keel Podcast at The Keel Podcast on Twitter. Now... We're just going to get this out of the way. Yep. We don't have the medical professional in here to do this, but we know we're going to do it anyways. We're you want to know why? To, because but, you know. we are a sports show, and we don't need all the tell you how to do live your life. Just be healthy about it. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Since the last time that I did the show, because you haven't done it in about a month now. Well, because we had the two-week hiatus that we were going to have. Well, no, we had the one. So I did the last two weeks before the wedding, and then obviously I was on my honeymoon. And I think last Tuesday, this is the point we were walking Dunn's Falls. We were Dunn's River Falls in Jamaica, which is beautiful, by the way. Great time. If you have a Samsung, your phone won't get wet. If you have an iPhone, guess what? I'm sorry. Your phone's toast. There were a few phones that were kind of waterlogged at the end of it. Anyways, but since I did the last show, it has gone from... All right, it's over there. It's fine. Travel ban. We're good. Now, it has catapulted its way over onto this side of the board. Now, it is affecting North American sports. 
because I think around, I think it was right after I did the last show was when the double IHF came out and said that they were canceling six under 18 international tournaments. Yes. And which was, I'm like, oh, this stinks. But then again, they're on that side of the country. They're on that side of the world. I get it. World championships right now are still up in the air. But then they announced, I think it was right after the wedding or right before. No, it was right after because I think I was on my way to Jamaica. The Women's World Championships that are being held in Nova Scotia were canceled. Yep. And that was a real bummer because I was excited for that. However, obviously, it's becoming a very big deal. We are not going, like I said, like Alex said, we're not going to get into what you need to do, what precautions. I will say this, though. It is legit. And this is legit. This is not an opinion. This is scientific fact. Oh, God. Toilet paper is not going to save your life. <laughs> That's the, what? Have you, you've been seeing these videos, right? People just bombarding Costco for toilet paper like it's Black Friday. What? You have, have you just, you're just never, I forget, you are only on Facebook and Instagram and that's it. Yes. So there have been just inanimate amounts of people, just apparently toilet paper for some reason is the thing. So what you're telling me is what they're doing is just getting ready to be in their houses. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we're fine. It's, it's not like they're trying to stack up toilet paper walls and stuff. Well, they're it's, just being it's, like, it's, huh. If we're going to be in our, if we need to be in our house and be secluded from other people for a while, depending on how bad this really gets, then well, people, we need toilet paper. Right. It's, and Costco's got a lot of it. It's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of, I don't think they're meaning to like stay safe because of thanks to toilet paper. I think they're just getting supplies. It sounds like as of right now, cause we were in Chicago, there was nothing in Chicago. We were down in Jamaica. There was nothing in Jamaica. Heck, they turned away a cruise ship. From landing cruise in, ships. No, there was well, there was one that was heading to Jamaica, that they said well, no. I'm talking about the ones that are around here. Like Florida that, had has had a, uh, a the, cruise ship, and there's still the one off of California that people are going to get picked up and brought back to Canada. However, they're going to be treated right away. That's the difference. And what's the worst part is that it's, now it's affecting sports. We are literally looking at event Alex that is closest thing we've had. Since 1919, since the first ever influenza strain ever entered North America. Remember, the first ever, the first and so far last Stanley Cup final to ever been canceled, 1919. It was the Metropolitans versus the Canadians. Joe Hall died because of influenza. Mm-hmm. Two years after the Metropolitans were the first uh, yeah, ever American yeah, yeah. team to win the Stanley Cup. You should name them the Metropolitans, but we continue. Anyways, so now we are at this point of... How is it affecting sports? Obviously, on the other side, um, Italy, Serie A, the top league over yeah, there. We'll, we'll just go down the list here. Well, let's let's go with let's go with what's going on over there first before we say what's going on over okay. here. Okay, fine. Serie A, Italy, the rest of their season canceled. Spanish football, LM Liga, all the other leagues, they're all going to play in front of empty stadiums. The Deutschland, the top German league, the DEL, and the Austrian leagues, those are canceling. They're canceling their seasons, the rest of their seasons. The KHL right now is suspending games. They're looking at doing empty arenas. Because don't forget, Kulin Red Star is in the league, is in the KHL. Yes. That is a thing. I have to remind myself every year of that. And the Olympic Committee has come out and said how they are, I think they said end of May? Uh, I want to say end of May. 
end of May, I believe, is when they're going to make their decision. They haven't made an announcement yet. Everyone's thinking, because don't forget, it went from China to Hong Kong to Japan. Those were the first real three. China's the hotbed. Well, yes, because China's where it started. But I'm saying that was the f- first outside of the mainland that became... Well, yeah, well, uh, Japan slash um, South Korea, which... South Korea, yes. That was well, because those two... Um, off, the which, con- off the continent is what I mean. Yeah, off- which, by the way, haha, hi, you know that thing called eSports? That thing is up in flames right now because a lot of the times, especially um, with those the Asian countries, it's either you have um, a mainland China team playing a Korean team or mainland China versus um, Japan, which... Thankfully, esports can be played um, over internet. However, the easiest way to do it, especially when you're trying to gain a lot of popularity and stuff, is to doing it over, over these nice big LAN events. So they're they're completely up in arms. Right. So because you have you have Asia, you ha- you have um, Polynesia, you have Australia slash New Zealand. Australia, yeah, Australia is another country right now that's up. Uh, you have. I think Russia's their they have their own league set up and then you have like Eastern Europe, Western Europe. But of course Europe, that's pretty Middle darn East. close. I mean that's the thing is and now right Which is now, it's just most things that are worldwide or international or people where they're traveling, it's up in arms right now. So I mean Summer Olympics, if it doesn't get, you know, any better by the end of the May or end of May, what they're probably gonna do is they're gonna can't they're gonna postpone it for Either a year or two years. They can move it back a couple months. That's the thing. Uh, you don't want to do that too much, though. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is that there is an opportunity. Like, I, because I, the Olympic Committee, one of the, the biggest things is safety with everything. Because it's not just about the athletes. It's about the culture of the games and everyone that's involved in the games. Right. So, even, so if, in, you, even if you push it back two months, everything has to be 100% no way that this could have a huge outbreak. No way that anyone that it's attending the games, being a part of the different stuff that goes around the games, or the athletes, that they can be infected. So they might bump it back a year. They might bump it back two years, which, by the way, if they bump it back two years, then we're going to have a year where the Summer Olympics and Winter Olympics happen in the same year. Which, and if which I remember is, correctly, is in Beijing. The 22 Winter Olympics are in Beijing. Which might not be a bad thing. Well, if they don't figure it out by then. Now, don't forget. I don't think this will take two years. Well, don't forget. The influenza epidemic was realistically one year. And yes, there were a lot less people back in 1919. I get it. The the amount of population. A lot less travel, too. Correct. That as well. But they were able to get it done in a year. But that was with the technology of 1919, let alone now. Right. I haven't. I'm not going to say that. The biggest thing is that we don't have have have, a readily available. What's it called? No, don't say cure. I don't know. Not not a cure. No, not a cure. No, that's not what it is. It's a, um, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. You, you get a flu shot. It's yes. A, a, I guess a clean strain or I don't know. Um, it's not a clean strain. Um, can't even think off the top of my head. Anecdote and not our antidote. Yeah. We don't have an antidote for it yet. So that's, that's, that's a huge thing. thing So that's why you're seeing so many people. I believe the numbers as of right now are, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to say I'm going to be low on this. It's over half are are recovering. It's not like every person that touches it, there's no hope. It's it's a better chance that you'll be able to get away from it. The thing I, is, I is think that, it's like the mortality rate is two percent. 
Oh, I think no, it's no. I think it's the flu. I think it's it's gone up. It no, was no, no, no. I'm talking about coronavirus. I'm talking. No, like, I thought it was like point zero two, or maybe it's point zero two. It was a very. But ridiculous. of those cases, then it's it's a high probability because those people are people with low immune systems or elderly. Yes, that which, those the I ones mean, that the ones that have passed at least in the United States are over are senior citizens. I, I can't confirm that. No, that one that I can one. confirm because that one's a Kelly. Okay, and Kelly will not. Mess okay, that up because she enough. is a medical professional. Okay, she's in the shower right now. She didn't want to do this episode with us because fair well, enough. Because well, she I, has a job. Why well, I, I suggest taking a selfie with all of us and well, she, was no, she has a robe on. That, no, I usually do the show in robes and I'm okay. Yeah, well, that's what that's the difference between you and her. She obviously respects her image a lot more. <laughs> I do too. I respect my image. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not enough to try go after freaking Dartmouth. Um, so like yeah, esports is up in the air right now the summer olympics whether or not they're going to be postponed um or for how long is up in the air march madness is being attacked by this right now some people are saying that the first round could be in front of empty arenas the fir- and that's and i remember i was talking with our my- it could be no what's being reported is that it's more likely than not that the first round will be indefinitely in front of empty you know in front of empty crowds so that would take out the reason to have these big huge event spaces it would just be probably they try to either do it at a neutral site or well, they always do it at a neutral site but the, th- the thing is is that i was talking with ryan thompson about this our well my boss your old boss the director Dave. of sports information at davenport davenport university go panthers continue he, he we were talking about it i'm like that's it's like the reason why there's 30 college football bowl games because that first round, where there's 64 teams, those 16, 15, 14 seeds that really have no chance, that's their only way. That's how you get, that's literally how people, like, you get people getting, you know, applying to your school and enrolling in your school because, hey, this team's a national tournament team. It's just, it's, it's a fact. Right. And, you know, it's, and for those players, that's a great opportunity because their families can come out and watch them in an NCAA tournament game. Yes, yeah, so well, they may, also they may the, get the throttled people. by, like, Virginia or North Carolina or something. Well, I don't know who's good. Well, and then also you have the flip side of that is the athletes. They get, you know, that even just one more opportunity to be in front of a crowd, which can be in front of scouts. for 20,000 prof- people in professional any stadium. Yeah. yeah. Any, any so, arena. As of right now, it's being reported that it's more likely than not that the first round of March Madness will be in front of but it is empty not, crowds. But it is not confirmed. Not confirmed. No. Now, from there, it's also being reported that the entire March Madness tournament might be in front of empty crowds. Because as of right now, dep- because it all comes down to seeds, and it's nationwide. And if you have teams down in Florida, teams in because uh, everyone travels California, it's not like it's regional. Yeah, and they're it's, they're traveling, and Michigan they're not could go to the like, and they're Mich- not traveling by private jet too. Most of these teams, if they're going to be traveling in well, some the smaller, sort of like the smaller schools, like right, like they're going to Michigan, gonna, Duke, Ohio State. They have all of their. They have their own. Well, Michigan State too. They have their own. They or, are, or they'll be flying, you know, top class kind of stuff. Like let's put it this way: these big D one schools can make that happen. They let's, can make that happen. Let's if they not want hide to. that fact. All right, we don't need to get into financial stuff for the NCA. We don't need to do that. But. What I'm, what it is a possibility, and I get it. Now they could definitely change the format for this year. Why? Because safety. Teams have a problem with it. All right. Uh, 
it's either you risk getting sick or you just drive down the road. Yeah, you may play Ohio State for the fourth. If you're a Big Ten team, you may play another Big Ten team. Who cares? Because we no, there is no timeline for this. You don't have a timeline for this kind of virus, this outbreak. It's just get it done as fast as you can. Finish, like, find a way. And obviously now it's getting into the sport of hockey. Like we talked about overseas, we talked about all the world tournaments getting canceled, the DEL, stuff like that, KHL. Now it's affecting the NHL. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the all of the professional sports leagues, they close locker rooms. NHL was the first one. They closed the locker rooms to the media. Because obviously, here's the thing. Any uh, any sport locker room, Alex, go in there. It's a little little stinky. It's a little dirty. And then also... Don't forget, the NHL had a... a, Water bottles. They had a mumps outbreak. The mumps that have been gone for 200 years? No. Okay, that's not true Okay, Tyler, shut up. Hyperbole. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, It's a lot. Like... It's possible. So the NHL was the first one to do it. NBA followed suit, Major League Baseball, and the MLS. Obviously not the NFL because they're not in season. Who knows by September. And so that's why it's interesting to see how this is all going because there's a lot of people. And I remember Joey Votto put a good point of how they were maybe a permanent ban from media ever going in there. Like it's not, that's not, they're not talking about that. But someone asked him if it would ever happen. He said, it's weird because you don't get the same kind of stories. Because I'll tell you, from being in a press room after a game, because players and coaches that have to go to a conference room, which is how they're going to be hosting any media availability now, it's different because instead of going right in the locker room and getting a guy almost right in the moment, the guys have time to think about you know, how they're going to act in front of the media on their way there. It's a completely different perspective. You go in the locker room after a game, you get a guy that's hot. You go into a media availability and a press conference room, press conference setting, guys that are walking there have time to think about it. Because it's not like it's right outside the locker room. Shoot, I remember the the way it is at Little Caesars Arena, it's you walk out into a hallway, and it's not far, maybe 50 feet for the visitors, 20 feet for the Red Wings, but it's right there. But you have like time to you know, kind of collect yourself. Because you go into a hallway, usually nice and calm or whatever, and then you walk in, there you go. It's not the same thing. So, but it's good they're doing it. They're doing preventative measures, but now it's starting to get to the point of the empty arena talk. The Montreal Canadiens are a team that are looking at that possibility of playing games in the Bell Center in front of an empty arena. Now, yes, it's easy enough to just refund fans or whatever and so on and so forth, trying to do every preventative measure, but the big one right now is in California in the Bay Area. Santa Clara County. They recently they had their first death. I think it's the first death in the entire state of California. I don't know. But they the Santa Santa Clara County has banned all events for the next three weeks. Just three weeks. It's a it's it's a preliminary three week ban up to being extended. It can be extended further. Of course. So what the ban is is you're not allowed to have um, events with over a thousand people. So, so pretty much what it means, and, and so so that's for the entire county of Santa Clara, and that's affected, you know, hockey because you know the SAP center, yeah, the SAP center where both the Sharks and Barracudas play, and the Barracudas are the would be the first hockey game to be held 
under this ban. They play on St. Paddy's Day, excuse me, next Tuesday. And then the Sharks in the three-week ban have three home games scheduled as of right now. Uh, yeah, so those um, three games that they would be missing if they decided to cancel them or try to play them at a later date would be the game on the 19th versus Montreal, the 21st against Boston, and then 29th against Arizona. And I don't I don't think they'll... You don't need to cancel them. That's the thing. You can move them to a different rink. Uh, well, it, it's in the county. It's countywide. It's not just you can go next door and do no, the same No, I'm saying thing. it's like go. you can go to if you wanted to. You're going to play it at, at the practice rink? Where's Bakersfield? Is, Bakers, is Bakersfield its own county, right? Like you could go play. I don't think the NHL is going to all. The, the NHL has a lot of rules and regulations on how their games are played. So I don't think they're going to allow the San Jose Sharks to go and just play at another team's rink. Well, I'm, uh, your home game is at your home arena. That's how it works. You can't just play it at a practice facility. You can't play it at a local rink. There are far too many variables that the NHL is taking care of, and that's why each home rink is their home rink. The 1950 Stanley Cup Finals, Alex. This ain't 1950. Don't care. I'm, it's possible. The New York Rangers, in their home games against the Detroit Red Wings in that series, played at Maple Leaf Gardens because the Ringland Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus was at Madison Square Garden. You can move games. It's possible. You can, but I don't see that it's likely. You think they're just going to let them play in front of an empty barn? And pretty much like the only people that will be there will be team staff, broadcasters. Yes. Because they'll still broadcast the games. Well, yeah, that's how you would, that's how you would have – you, you would allow people to watch the games would be through broadcast. And it, it sucks because yes. I mean, the worst part is like, I don't know. I don't personally, I'm trying to figure out like what, yes, you want to see games. You want to see the crowd, whatever, but it's like, you want it to be over with. You want this to be nipped in the butt right now. Well, that, but that's just not the case. You can't just say, well, my seat, my teams are playing right now. The hockey season's going on, so they need to figure this out and get it done. So our hockey, because you no, know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying is like, here's no, what happens. I'm saying is take every preventative measure you can. I'm just saying, like, that's what the sucky part is. Like, you don't want to see it, but you realize that it's reality. This is what yeah. needs to happen. So you know what? It what might happen is, yeah, you'll probably see these teams playing in empty barns, empty arenas, and. If it stays that way, your playoffs are going to be in empty barns and arenas. The Stanley Cup final might be decided in an empty arena. Possibly. There, either that or, it, either couple, that or it gets canceled. I saw a couple people talking today that I, I don't know if this was actually what the league said or if they're just kind of whispering and going hypothetically. But the, the talk is that if, if for some reason the playoffs were canceled, it could be awarded to the regular season champions. Yes. So for the first time ever, because 1919, they just canceled it because that was a time still. Yes, the NHL had just adopted the Stanley Cup, but it'll be the first time since then that a regular season team has been awarded the Stanley Cup. That would be if. Because here's the thing. The pro, the thing is a behind. And that time. is only if. Right. And that is only if that they do decide to. And that's the thing is loose rumors. Right. Very. Yes. But it'd be interesting because. I mean, it's never happened before. We, nobody will know how to react because the reason why you don't want to just cancel it entirely is because the last thing you want to happen is have teams play an 82-game season and nothing comes out of it. 
So that's why it's like at least something, but something for one team. And yeah, a couple division crowns. There you go. Happy, happy, happy. But here's the thing. Do you, I don't know. I see both ways. I see both ways where in theory, the regular season champion, um, would be if they were awarded the Stanley Cup, that would be in awarding that they were the best team in hockey this season as far as the regular season goes. No, that they, they didn't have to play at the playoffs, but they were the best team in hockey, which then you'd be like, well, that's the president's trophy. That's what they're supposed to be, right? Which is making me mad because Tampa is still my pick to win the Stanley Cup this year, and so, they're not going to be in, they're not going to finish first in the league. So there's that side of it. So you'd be like, yes, congratulations to whoever wins it because. They're the best team as far as regular season They're the goes. best around. However, in there to get them down. They're the best. I also see right. the other side where you already have a trophy for whoever's the regular season champion. Which is, as so, of right now, the Boston Bruins who have 98 points. Right. So, do you award out all of the regular season awards with, um, you know... Whatever you well, want to say. Well, don't forget all the all the individual awards moral are of the based story, on. Moral of the story: Do you want to make the Stanley Cup a consolation prize? We weren't able to play the playoffs, so hey, I, in this case, if the season ended right now, Boston's in the Boston's first in the in the league. They'd win. Yeah. Here, have the cup. Yeah, you win. Good job. And I mean, obviously, and all, then, here's and the thing. Then don't for forget, the rest all, of history, everyone looks at the 2020 Stanley Cup or the 2019-2020 season, with an asterisk mark. Zdeno Chara wins how many cups? Asterisk. One and a half. Well, everything, every, that stat would have an asterisk next to it. Every, if you looked at all the players that would win the cup that year, if you went back and you looked at the stats of how many Stanley Cups that they won, they would have an asterisk next to it. Because it would be, you know, how many ever actual cups they won, Plus the asterisks of the 2019-2020 season where the playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, were not played. The Stanley Cup was given to the regular season champion. So do you you want to give the Stanley Cup to, quote-unquote, the best team in hockey as far as the regular season goes, which is already the President's Trophy? Yep. Or do you not give it to... A team because you don't want to make the Stanley Cup a consolation prize or in the MLB a hunk of metal, by the way. That's what's funny. Like you're like asterisks yeah. the next to the season. I'm like, buddy, there's a team that actually went to the playoffs, did the thing, and yeah. By the way. So they, yeah, by the way, that's an asterisk. By the way, if this coronavirus doesn't affect baseball, you want to go to Toronto in May and watch the Jays play the Astros and just give it no, to the No, I don't. You don't want to? Okay. I don't like baseball that enough. I that that much. I've already, I've I've watched a. I've I will go to a four game. o'clock game in Toronto where there's gonna be one thousand people, and I'll be the one guy yelling for a trash can. I've watched a Blues gate Blue Jays game before. If if I watch another one, it'll be if Katie wants to watch one to get the like the Toronto sports team sweep, or if my kids want to go. Well, we're I mean when we if, period when we, when we go that is the, the only way. Okay, when we go in the summer, we're going to a Jays game. Well. I'm sorry. I I I I don't like I like I don't like baseball that much. I love going to Jays games. The only reason why we left early last year is because Mike Trout decided he's going to hit three home run or two home runs, and the A's just absolutely the Angels just killed the Jays. Quick note: while we're going on tangents, just in case we keep going, the uh, New Jersey Devils are also taking precautions, saying that fans 
um, who are sick, um, who feel like they're sick, whether or not it's, you know, coronavirus symptoms or if they're asymptomatic and they've come in contact or been in an area labeled by the CDC as a high potential coronavirus area that they're not allowed to come to the game. I mean, they're not be, as of right now, this is for tonight's game on the 10th of March that they are not being an empty barn, but they are vetting who is allowed to come to the game. They're not asking people. They're not saying, are you sick? That kind of stuff, because I don't think they're legally allowed to. But what they're saying is, Come on, for the sake of everyone else, if you're sick, stay home. Well, here's the thing. That's and the I'm not knocking the devils. I'm glad they're announcing this, but that right now, that should be the thing. If you are sick, stay home. Every time I go into work, it's like, all right, you're Well, coughing. they can't they can't actively just tell people that they can't do it. It's either all or none. That's how it works. No, I'm saying like that's like I don't think you can legally do it. Because well, there's you can't. State, there's state regulations and then there's federal regulations. But I'm uh, what I'm saying is people, like why you, people should be smart enough at right now with what is going on to realize yes you know what works important guess what if you're coughing stop. Well, I t- I told mom the other day I was like mom you have a low immune system if there's any sort of case that's reported in Michigan you're you're working from home if you're a, if you can work from home. Work from home. You're locked down, yeah. Because, I mean, let's let's be honest. What? Yeah. Oh, Kelly. So uh, time yeah, Kelly's, Kelly was like, Kelly's I can't yelling work how she can't work. From yeah, home. she can. She Nurses can, can. You can work. I would hope that you guys would work, it's, especially when it comes to this thing. Especially now, she can hear us. We through the need wall. you. We need nurses. We need you every day, but now we need you more. We need you more than ever. I mean, it's... You guys should get time and a half, by the way. Saying that for you, Tyler. Yeah. What's funny, Kelly? No, you can't come on the show. You had your chance. No, she's allowed. Oh, God. She lives here. She's coming through the door. Okay. I thought you had to go to work. What's funny, Kelly? So... Oh, by the way, Kelly Kuehl now entering the show. Kuehl! Like the keel of a boat. That's how you pronounce it. Don't be a dummy. I love you, Kelly. Continue. Yeah, I love you too, Max. Okay, so... Our problem right now at the hospital is everyone is buying out the masks, right? Okay. Yeah, go to like go to an airport and you see 40 people wearing those things. Like I almost want to stay away from those people if that makes any sense. Anyway, the little thin paper masks, they don't do anything. Considering in order to contract coronavirus, it's droplet precautions like tuberculosis. It's the same kind of thing. Okay. You need N95 masks, those thick masks. They like are one in- you'd see on like a construction site. Absolutely. So they are in, no, they're gone there. They're in such short supply that our hospital, where I work, I'm not saying where I work for other reasons. Right. The hospital where I work is the hospital supervisors now have them in a locked compartment because everyone's grabbing them. And it's like patients, family who are out in the hall are grabbing them and all this stuff. But we need them. Right. And in order to get them, let's say we had a, someone went down, had, we had a code in, code blue, so someone's heart stops, in a room, in a negative pressure room, which is what we use for those ISO patients who have those respiratory viruses like TB and coronavirus. If they had a code, they have to come back, sorry, they have to come back. The hospital supervisor has to unlock the masks. And that's a safety concern because I'm not, we're not going to go, for the safety of us nurses, 
the chances of us going into a room with tuberculosis or coronavirus without proper protection is low. We're not going to do it because we're putting our life at risk. And we're also putting every other patient that we care for the 20, 30 plus patients that we care for right. at the hospital. The fact that they're in such short supply that our hospital supervisors have to lock them up because the general public won't calm the f- down is putting everybody's life at risk because the media has blown this up out of proportion. I mean, it's a serious virus. I'm not going to lie. It's replicating. It's mutating because of the type of virus it is. However, the media is hyping it up a little bit more than it needs to be, especially in the States. Well, also probably because it's a, it's, you know, an election year too. So that's another thing. There have been no confirmed cases in Michigan. FYI. There have been confirmed cases in like 10, 15 states. All right, let's not get let's not get political right. about this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just stating a fact. But, okay, but well, since we have you here for a hot second, Tyler, give her the microphone. Okay, give her the microphone. Could you give us like a quick rundown of what people should do to not get coronavirus? Please keep your hands away from your face. Crap, I've been itching my eye. <laughs> okay, don't stick your fingers in your mouth and up your nose Fair. and in your eyes. I mean, you can scratch your eyes; it's fine. Like there. Keep hand sanitizer with you. I have hand sanitizer in my purse at all times. Wash your hands. Wash your hands after going to the bathroom, people. Hey, okay, I'm sorry, but this is a big deal. It's not that hard to wash your, wash your hands after going to the bathroom with soap and water, even if you're a guy and you don't hold your penis while you're peeing. Tyler John Kuehl. Put this next five minutes. going to cancel this off. Stay, if you are, if you are sick... Stay home. If you have to go out, don't. Like, go work from, like Alex was saying, work from home if possible. If not, most employers should be very flexible to the fact, like, hey, you're sick. You don't want to get everyone else sick. Yeah, they're, they're, prob- they're not going to fire you. If Do not travel to Italy, South Korea, Iran, Iraq, or China. Those countries are in lockdown. However, the amount of new cl- new cases is declining in South Korea and China. Italy, not so much. But um, stay away from those places if you have to. Also, book some flights because they're pretty cheap right now for the rest of the country. Hey, Tyler, want to go to Denver? <laughs> I think you want. I think he wants to go to. I think he wants to go to Denver. Well, okay, so right now, I so it's it has crept into the West Coast just yes. because of people traveling from and over. the East Coast. Well, the, so the major mostly the West Coast actually. It's there's not a ton. There's more confirmed on the West Coast. That's mainly because people who fly in from other countries because they need to, and that's a cruise ship porting, cruise ship docking, all that stuff. Stay away from cruise ships, by the way. They're like floating petri just dishes. Just don't, just don't travel. No, right. Well, you can I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say just don't travel. It's be smart when you travel. Be smart when you travel. Tyler and I got back from Jamaica. We're fine. For well, now. yeah, it's, it's We're no. fine. But so, I I kind of joked at this earlier. Why why are people? Do you think Alex said because they're just stocking up because of a possible just complete and utter shutdown of everything? Are people going? Are people legitimately panic buying because it's like it's smart to panic buy, or do you think everyone's just well? That's what it's called panicking. It's unnecessary. It's it's really unnecessary to panic about this. If you're smart and you stay home and you, it's, treat it like the flu. If you got the flu, stay home. Wash your hands. Stay away from people who are sick. If you're sick, stay away from people who are healthy. 
It's that kind of thing. It's a virus. The flu's a virus. Coronavirus is a virus. It just, it works differently and it's very fast and it's mutating. They're making a big deal about the vaccines. It's an RNA, it's an RNA virus. It's a, va- it, it's going to mutate. Is it, are they going to have to change? Cause we were talking about, we don't know how exactly what the antidote's going to be. Is it going to be like the vaccine? The vaccine. Is it going to have to be? That's a, what we were looking for. That's what we're looking way. for. Is it going to have to be where you take get a flu shot and a coronavirus shot or just a basic flu shot? Because it's always the strand that's the thing. There's a chance that this type of coronavirus specifically may not ever come around again. Because it's an RNA virus and the way it replicates and the way it mutates, it changes all the time. So two flu there are two there are main like five strands of flu. The two most common are flu A and flu B. How the CDC does their vaccine is they gather the data from the past couple of years and they say which flu va- which flu virus is more likely to be pronounced. If you get the flu shot for flu A, which you can only get one flu shot, if that's the flu shot covering flu A and you get flu B, you're less like you're going to have more milder symptoms than if you didn't get your flu shot altogether. It kind of works the same way. However, I don't even know if they're ever going to be able to make a coronavirus vaccine due to the fact of this virus the type of virus it is and how fast it replicates and how fast it mutates. That's why I think it's scary. It comes fast. Have you ever, if you guys have ever seen the movie Contagion, it, that's why the people are freaking out because that movie is terrifying because it's something like that can spread. I'm more worried about like that of a, a huge viral out- outbreak. I'm more worried about like huge bacterial outbreaks because then we got a real problem. So it's not, not, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be panicking. You should be smart. You shouldn't be, you should be a little bit on edge, but you shouldn't be panicking. There's no reason to panic by. I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you if there's like a time frame because there really wasn't. Absolutely not. There's, there's no, no time, time frame. frame. There's no time frame. Well, that's why I said, especially I not in the United States because we don't, the government won't give us funding for all that stuff. So like, I'm going to, yeah. Okay. And yeah. On that right. note. On that note. Uh, Thank you very much, gentlemen, Kelly. Uh, RN, BSN, Kelly Kuehl. Kiel. My wife. No. Married her. I'm going to work. You're going to go to work? You're going to go work at Random Hospital A. Random No, that's random. What if it's Random Hospital B? Did we ask the CDC? So, that was Kelly. Mrs. Kiel now. Kiel. Whatever you want to do. Oh, (laughs) well, you were there at the, the, because we're doing the rehearsal, whatever, and... And um and Dad was there. And he, well, then Marcia goes for the never, first time. Like we're like rehearsing. It's like for the t- first time ever, Mister, Mrs. Tyler and Kelly Kuehl, and, and we both point at Dad and go. We both look at me because he just goes under his breath. Kuehl, and I'm like, no, he didn't say it under his breath. No, he said it out loud. It's. I thought you were going to work. Did you see the picture from bawling his eyes out as I'm walking down the aisle? Yeah, I was there. He was. Right I next- picked him up. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, because everyone jumped the gun. They're supposed to wait until I was ready for her to come down. I was okay. It's her wedding. She was ready. Her, okay. Goodbye. Quick story. My ring, my band, is our grandfather's. Yes, his, so his first mine. one. So is mine going to be? Mine's well, going to be. Mine was the first one. You're getting the one when they renewed the vows. Yes. But, and it'd be. Re- I'd never seen it. Cause he, by the time we, I was born, they had renewed their vows and. He was a little bit bigger, so he had to have a different ring, and I'd never so seen it I before. Get the fat one. It, it gets resoldered. Like this one was so skinny. Like Grant, oh, like yes, pops I his know. fingers. I, I were know, small. I know. I'm Anyways, just... long story short, 
our one of our cousins. We had both our baby cousins bring it down, Joe and Jack. Joe was named after was named after Pops, the exact our grandfather. Grand, our grandfather, Jose Celso. Now we, we call him Joe because, well, it's hard. To it's ex- his white name. Yes, it's hard to explain to other kids why is your name Jose when you're clearly Caucasian. Well, that's because it's, it's because it's his white name, and that's well, and also Pops was born in Mexico. He's born to Spanish parents. That's, that's uh, why yes, I named also Jose. Jose is not inherently a an, a Mexican name. It's a Spanish name. Thank you. Sorry, that's what you know. What I mean, but and Spanish people are white. But per, and also I because know. Aunt Leanne is literally Pops in a female form. Well, it can be. White. I literally. T- it's funny because I. I was talking to our uncle-in-law, Alex, and he was like, he's like, I wish I got to meet Pops. And I'm like, buddy, you're married to her. <laughs> you're married to him. Uh, no. No. It's, they're very, no, sim- no, they no, are no. very similar. No, no, no. Yes. I got babysat by Pops far more. No, no, no. They are not the same person. They have, she has a lot of his traits. She has some. A lot. No, a lot. She has some of his traits. She is more of a. She is more Nana than she is Pops. You, oh boy, this is. Hey, no. listen, she doesn't listen to our podcast, does she? No, she does. I know but she I think she... Alex does. Hey, hi, Alex. Hi. <laughs> but anyways, so that was, and so he came. Anyways, long story. The Ring Bears bring out brought it down. It was a big deal for me because obviously, literally, Joe looks like Pops. They are. I've seen big pictures of Pops. They are identical. They're gonna look the same. It's gonna be like that's why well, it's kind of like Uncle Burn. Uncle Burn's the exact yes, he's the exact same. No, one. if you want someone who is pops, the closest you could possibly get to that beautiful man, it's Uncle Mark. Oh yeah, that period. Why? Because he had a bunch of girls and his go like a bunch well, of kids. No, it's just his how he acts. What? Oh, Kelly's still here. Apparently, apparently she's not going to work. Apparently she got fired. No, no. I got my Translation. Um, my L- LV- Mike. Oh, Mike. you get to you. Gets, oh, you get to stay here. Low yeah, okay. volume time. Low volume time off. So L V T O is. So tonight is my critical staffing shift at this random hospital that we don't know about. A or B, or C or D. Um, I and is there an E? Possibly. An anyway, uh, it's so because of flu season, <laughs> we are required to pick up a shift. This is tonight is my shift that. What? Okay, sorry. Quit saying the alphabet over there. XYZ. Okay, go. And because of this, I signed up for my shift tonight, which is there. I'm one of the first people to get called off if they don't need us because it's extra money that they don't have to pay, which is fine. And I signed up to get called off, and I got called off, but I'm on call. So if they, if if floors end up getting more patients, and I have to go in, so it's like a guarantee that I'm gonna get pulled. All right. Which is fine with me. Well, there's the story. She go back into your robe and watch uh, Friends. Uh, Completely okay, interrupt. Continue watching completely interrupted my story. Long story. I start crying, bawling. Picture was taken. It looks like I'm crying when she's walking down the aisle. That's not true at all. Post after me picking you up. Oh, because I was because like, you were down crouched looking at the rings well, and you were crying. Well, well, the worst. You were gone. Well, the worst part. Don't wh- go chasing waterfalls. Oh, I was, no, here's the worst. You were the waterfall, dude. Well, here's the worst part. The horns, the the quartet, brass quartet we had playing, stopped. So all you could hear was me huffing and puffing into my hands as I was holding the rings. Because I'd never seen it. I never saw the ring before. I saw the ring when I opened up the box. And I just, just lost it. I knew, and the worst part was like last, the Wednesday before. You'd never seen, not even to get like resize and stuff? 
No, she the how we put it on. So I re, we went to size it at the jewelers. Oh, it, so they sized a ring to you, and yes. then they resized. And then, okay. and then Kelly, I closed my eyes because Kelly wanted to make sure it fit on my finger. She put it on when I closed my eyes. Like I, I didn't want. I totally, I totally would have peeped. I see. That's why I didn't want to. I wanted that moment to be pure. And I didn't want any. I wanted to be surprised. And I saw it. and I'm like, it's a beautiful ring. It's got four. Four diamonds, one eighth carat each, so I have a total of half a carat, so still less than what Kelly has. On so her a baby carat, a baby carat. Oh God! Now she's gonna come in now talking about the rings. I hear, I hear Kelly in the living room going, "Oh no, that's not true," but it was, it was a beautiful moment. I had to explain to her side of the family what was going on. Most of them, at least, because most of her aunts and uncles were like, "What's going on?" Because they just thought it was an emotional moment, like, "Oh, it's beautiful." No, it was. Well, that was like that whole thing. That whole like it was the wedding. It was the ring. It was it was the, was the, fa- the babies was the, coming down. It was the fact. It was the and I just and I was telling. I think I was telling her aunt about it. I was like, it was the most. We'll get back to hockey news in a second. Yeah, we'll get we'll skip we'll, skip to about um hour two. Well, we're hour at, two. Um, no, we'll get. To, I'll get. To, I'll make this quick. I explained to her it is the most bittersweet thing because. Pops, Pat, because I was nine, you were, you had, it was right before your birthday. Yeah, that was the most depressing birthday I've fi- ever had. You were five years, yeah. And so, the now I will tie this into hockey here at some point. Because so, that summer before, so we went to Menominee, see Uncle Mark. And Pops and Nana came up and visited with us for about a week. Yep, that was that summer. And we had... Great time. I annoyed the crap out of Pops with me yelling under the bridge on Lake Michigan, on the sound that led to Lake Michigan. Alex was there, too. Alex was just being quiet because Pops was yelling at me. I, I, was, I was Pops's good boy. You were being the good boy. I was being nine. I was always the good boy. Imagine me, everyone, with a lot more energy and a lot less of a filter. I was just out, off the walls. I was always Pops's good boy. I watched the Roy Rogers movie, movies. Yeah. So... Anyway, so obviously he passed away. It was just the because we didn't know what sleep apnea was, and it's found it's what he had. And mom has it too, and Thomas he has that as well, and so on and so forth. But it was I never like it's the worst. It's the worst part about like one of those you know deaths is that you never you never get any closure with anything. You never will, and that's why having Joe bring down the ring was the closest thing. I'll ever have to closure with pops. Yes, I'm getting emotional right now. Stop it, all right? Don't you freaking cry on me. No, because you're, you're a sappy now. bastard. And the it's reason, okay, I'm now sorry. I'm going to turn it back to hockey is because that morning, I was put, when he passed, I was supposed to go down to Fort Wayne for a game. We had a game that day. Obviously. I, know. I remember because well, I was, I was super confused. Because well, no, you were talking about this thing. Oh, we're going down to Fort Wayne. It's going to be cool. Well, no, the reason why is because I remember what time we had to leave that morning to go down there. And I woke up like five minutes after, like five or ten minutes after we were supposed to leave. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I was almost starting to scramble. And all of a sudden, mom and dad came in and broke the tragic news to us. So about a week later, we had a game on a Wednesday night against Muskegon. I had not practiced since this. I had not played since this. Missed, I think, two games. And went back, and everyone, all of my teammates were happy to see me, of course. And, like, we had, like, black armbands because of it. And I remember just 
We lost eight to two. We got killed. I played awful. I, cause I couldn't see, I was crying. I cried from literally warmups through probably the second period. Like I was, cause I didn't, I, it's weird. And that's why I was in it. I was able to get through it and I almost, it almost drove me to do better. It's like, all right, obviously like, you know, pops is there and he's always with me and stuff like that. And now that's why when we got our pendants, when we got our pendants at Christmas, was it two years ago now? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I actually know. I think it was the first year Kelly and I were dating. No. We've, we've had him a couple of years. It was the Christmas. I was a freshman at DU. So it would have been a couple of years ago. So. Yeah. 2015, 20. About two years ago. Yeah. About. And it was because all the, all of our aunts and our mother got pendants of his ashes. Nana did too. And we and got gypped. We got gypped, but then we got them because I think they finally realized that we were holding. Well, okay. We and, were holding out for so long. And then we got it and I broke down that because it's weird because like you never, you never, it's like, that's the worst part is you never get to say goodbye and stuff like that. And that's why, you know, for every time I, I remember I talked about it with my Davenport teammates. We're talking about why we love the game. I told them the story of how I came back and played after pops pass. And I remember I was just, just crying in the locker room. And it was the weirdest thing because don't forget, I was a freshman at you at the time. And I remember I said, I'm sorry for crying. And then John Cruz, fifth year goaltender, the coolest thing he ever told me with everyone there, we're all sitting there in the locker room. He said, that is something you never should be afraid to cry about. And that's why I've, I've taken that. And that's why I've never been afraid. That's why I was not afraid to cry at the wedding. Not afraid to cry ever when I talk about it because it was the worst. But the fact that I was able to play the game and come back around helped me get through it. And that's why it was great that at the end of it all, I got to have Joe bring me the ring. And that's why when you get married, you better. What? You better have Joe bring you the ring. I don't care how. What? I'm not. Oh, you're killing me, kid. No. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> no, it's my wedding. Uh, no, it, it'll be you know who's wedding. We're not going to say it because I don't want to jinx it. I'm knocking on wood right now because I'm, I'm. No, it's my wedding. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, enough about me crying. Let's probably should actually get to real hockey that's going on right now. You should probably put this in the notes of the show. Hockey at what time is it right now? 54. Well, okay. I got to do some editing because I got to take out a couple pieces. So I'm going to put, uh, I'll get the official time. Here, I'll just scream real loud. By the way, you can turn your mic, your our uh, mics are soft down, enough. Yeah, ste- speakers down for your a speakers. Hot your speakers. I'm gonna I'm gonna scream that way. You know when hockey's back, hockey, and we're back, and we're gonna get evicted now. Anyways, so, so Jinx, you that's my line. That's my no. I get the so, but no. <laughs> yeah, that's yours. You get but I get so but. Uh, news and we, notes. We talked about um, a couple of the players earlier when we did the intro about them coming back. Brock Besser is coming back tonight for Vancouver. Uh, he missed the last 12 games with a fractured rib. Um, the team is, oh, God, that is not a good record. Are you, is ben, that the record? What? No, that no. sorry. That's his That's his point total this year. Okay, I was about to so say. I forgot, so I Vancouver! Forgot. 
No. What happened? Yeah, they were. How do you go to overtime and lose 45 <laughs> times? I put goals dash assist dash points, but I didn't put the G or A or P next to it. I was confused. Brock Besser in 59 games he's played this year has scored 16 goals, 29 assists, 45 points. Let's put it this way. Brock Besser has more goals than the Red Wings have wins. If I'm not, is that right? I, did I just, hold on, let me. I don't know, Ty, are you barking up another team's tree here? Uh, no, you darn gonna... it. The Detroit Red Wings have 17 wins now. Okay, so they have, he has, they, they wh- have, probably tonight he will have as many goals as they do wins. They have, pending that Detroit doesn't win. Brock Besser has only three, all right, this one's good. Brock Besser has only three less points than the Red Wings have regulation losses. Okay. So 45 points, Red Wings have lost 48 times. They've lost a grand total of 53 because they've lost five points in the extra time. Okay. But, no, Vancouver, they, Vancouver's in a weird spot. They've fallen out of the playoffs. By the way, we'll get into it when we're talking more about the Saints, but somehow Minnesota's back in the playoffs. I thought they were done. Anyways, Vancouver, they're falling out. They are a grand total of one solid point behind Minnesota in for the Wild card spot. They are three points back of Calgary for third in the Pacific. They really need them to get back. They're three, six, and one in their last ten. Their goals for has gone down dramatically. And I know you have Pedersen. Pedersen had a great game the other night. They have Quinn Hughes, who's probably going to be the rookie of the year. Unfortunately, Markstrom being hurt for a minute that really hurt them because Thatcher Demko. Guess what, guys? I've said it before. And I'll say it again. Not an NHL goaltender. Get it out of your heads. Get rid of him. Mikey DiPietro. Nope. Okay. All right. Markstrom's your guy. So he needs to come back soon and get back into full form. By the way, if you want if you want a good listen, check out the Thirty One Thoughts podcast with Elliot Friedman and um, Jeff oh, Merrick. Jeff Merrick. Jeff Merrick. Jeff Merrick, the host. Why wow, was there one this week? Uh, well, the, they, they did one with. Uh, oh, uh, Sudsy. Yes. Yes, yeah, Sudsy. The, the who, Anaheim who uh, was the goalie coach for uh, Mike DiPietro. Yes, back in, well, he brought, brought him from the Bridgeport Sound Tigers to no, Miami. no, no, Rick DiPietro, Rick. Not Mike. Mikey D. Mikey D. Pietro, the one that played for Ottawa last year. Oh, wrong one. Never yeah. mind. Don't no, listen to they're me. Not, they're not related at all, by you the way. You can cut that part. Rick D. Want. Pietro, when he was in Bridgeport, how he does. Sudsy, I mean, you, you can still Sudsy's, give it a good listen. It's a solid podcast. Sudsy is currently the goaltending coach for the Anaheim Ducks. And Wank. it's funny because like he's one of those that you never think because he's from Trinidad. Or is he from Tobago? He's from Trinidad. Yeah, he's a Trinidad and... He was born there, but grew up in Toronto or the GTA. Toronto. Toronto. I've gotten better at that, though. I've, no, you haven't. I, I'm saying the O at the end a little bit more. I still have to get the ch. It depends on who I'm talking to. If I start talking to like Van Comer and Rhino, it, it, it comes. It's Toronto. It's Toronto. It's Toronto. Oh, yeah. Like, Toronto, even though Van Comer, who's from Carberry, Manitoba, middle of butt blank nowhere, Manitoba, says Toronto. He, like, he makes sure he's emphasizing the T's. Well, that's how it's pronounced. It's Toronto. You didn't even say that. No, he says, like, we, that's not like how it is in Toronto. Like, he says it, like, to be annoying. Oh, well, I'm a Midwesterner, so I say Toronto. You say, yeah, Secretary of State. Secretary of State, yes. Oh, I met a, by the way, down in Jamaica. I met a guy that was apparently born and raised in Ada, right down the road. Great. Just, just like, well, he said founders, and he, like, he's like, founders? And I'm like, oh, you and I are friends now. Anyways, so what you're telling me is you went on vacation for your wedding honeymoon, and then he went on vacation because he could. Yes. Okay. Don't forget, we were probably one of you. We were probably uh, there were probably 15 honeymooners there. There's a lot of other people just going on vacation. Met a guy that works at Google. Great. Uh, I don't know. Hockey. 
Hockey. Yes, that's the thing. So Vancouver, needing Brock Besser badly, very badly. Need that offense. Even though they do have a plus 10 goal differential, which is better than Minnesota, Nashville, and Chicago all around them in the standings in points. Calgary has a minus five goal differential. Then again, their goaltenders are David Riddick and Cam Talbot, more inconsistent than the Rocky Mountains and the San Andreas Fault. Mm. See, we have a good podcast. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Should I put that on my Twitter bio? Once got chirped by... No. <laughs> Don't wear that with as a badge of honor. Once got chirped you by... You should a, feel ashamed of by yourself. An, by, a EC, by an ECAC Twitter page yeah you should feel ashamed of yourself uh you got you got messed up did you see the mercyhurst goaltender got actually put in the box got a 10 minute misconduct in their game yes yes it's I've funny ne- because I've never seen that happen that's funny i've seen 10 minute misconducts never seen a goaltender get put in the box though i mean if he's acting up that much i mean might as well wait is this legit what so i just refreshed twitter because just to see you know if dartmouth oh, has God. any more questions ready for this Nick Grokey, who's covering the Carter Rockies for the Athletic okay. and MLB, okay. he tweeted out that Larry Walker, the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, sure. form, former Montreal Expo and longtime Colorado Rocky, okay. is listed as the Colorado Avalanche's official emergency goaltender on Sunday when they host Vegas. I'm just saying, man. Dude. Pavel Fransuz, break your ankle. I don't care. I want this to be a thing. I want Larry Walker to get into a game. Wait, 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 wait. Where's Patrick Wan all this? He's still in Quebec. You think he could? No, remember. No, remember. Hold on, hold on, no, hold, on was... hold on here, hold on here. He's in Quebec. Do you think, like, he could be the emergency goaltender for Montreal and well, break his promise? Oh god! Well, so funny. The funny th- action. No scratch that. He played in the alumni games. He played as a Montreal Canadian again. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was at the and he went to the. Okay, but like an actual NHL game though, like an actual one. Just to look at Molson in the crowd, Jeff Molson, be like, "Told your dad to take off." No, anyways, no. I told I, your dad to freaking end. Well, what was it when Calvin Pickard got sick and they had a goaltender from Lake Erie got called up when he was coaching? He actually took morning skate. He actually took Morning Skate as a goaltender because at that time, that was also the same year they were doing the Stadium Series game against Detroit, which was, if you ask me, still, maybe it's because I was just, like I said, a boyhood thing for me, still my favorite alumni game out of all the outdoor games they've done. But like like Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg, they were all practicing. Well, because yes, Tyler, they, because they were going to be ready. He grew up in the, in the 90s. But they were and like then all, the 90s was when Detroit versus Colorado was at its finest. Was, Detroit had... Was the, the thing. Detroit had a 90s night the other night. And you know how Darren McCarty's part of like the in-arena like show? Yeah, one of the things during 90s night was a, a cutout where you put your face in and then you could beat up Claude Lemieux. And Darren McCarty took a picture of his face in it with like the biggest smile ever. He was he was so happy because oh he, he was Darren McCarty playing as Darren McCarty beating up Claude Lemieux. It's... I, it's kind of it's hilarious that that is still still the test of time that whole that rather anyways how the heck did I get here oh yeah I just saw the, the thing from Nick Grokey Nick, is it Nick Groke or Grokey it's G R O K E do I go with Groke or Grokey no we're gonna go with Nick Groke Colorado guy follows the Rockies anyways I guess that is news technically news and notes Larry Walker will be a emergency backup e bug okay maybe we should call up David Ayers for some tips. 
Okay. Want me to say one more thing about David Ayers? No. Oh, because David Ayers was actually a practice goaltender for Saskatchewan Rush this past weekend for the NLLL. He took a morning practice with Saskatchewan as a goaltender. For lacrosse. Yeah, and uh, legit. I, 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 I'll show you the David video. David Ayers. David Ayers. The Dave, yes, Mr. Zamboni goaltender. Yes. Okay. Just saying. I mean, I, I guess there's that similar man enough. Is, that man is riding out his 23 plus minutes of fame or 26 minutes, whatever it was. I mean, sure, go for He's it. He's riding that. Um, around to Morgan Riley? Yeah, moving on. Okay. Uh, Morgan Riley is uh, returning to the Leafs tonight, says that he is excited but nervous as they're hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning, which, by the way, Good line brawl between the Lightning and uh, the Bruins. Can we all get I over the it. fact that Jack Edwards is a piece of garbage? No, I'll never I loved it. it. I loved it. Both I loved them. watching which, it. Which one? Huh? There were two. Well, there was the one that... Patrick, well, of course, Patrick Maroon. I'm with Jack Edwards. I'm doing a Jack Edwards impression. But No, the one right, at, the one right after Chara got cross-checked. Yeah, so that was the one with Patrick Maroon in it. Yes. That was a good one because Joe Sorrell's, Joe Sorrell's pinch... Punching with his gloves, like I don't know what to do. Or, and then there was another one later on. I think Tampa ended up winning that game. And here's the thing: usually in those games, it's like eight, seven, like high scoring games. I think it was only like five, like four, one, was it not? I don't know, but Victor Hedman a- is not playing tonight, so I don't know if that was a cause of that. I don't actually. I don't think he was on the ice for that, was he? Victor Hedman would not fight if he was on the ice. He'd be like, "All right, he's line- big enough." Yeah, so it's Freddie Go. Well, even though Goat, actually Goat Cheese has gotten into a fight this year. Freaking pansy. But he's out with lower body tonight, Victor Hedman. Day-to-day, nothing crazy, nothing long-term, it sounds like. But that's good to see. Connor McDavid, who missed last night's game for the Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights, one of the games I watched. Thank you, ESPN+. Plus. The Knights won that game in overtime. By the way, and by the way, he was out with an illness, McDavid was. He should be coming back tomorrow night, they're talking about, for sure. Right now, it's still day-to-day. You know the Oilers need McDavid. We were literally, I was literally watching the game. No. no. Five shots. Five shots in almost the first half of the game. No. No. The fan, they don't need McDavid. Rogers no. Arena cheered. Rogers Place, excuse me, cheered. When they got a shot on goal in the second period. Yes. And then they took the lead with only 10 shots in the game. Yes. And then the Knights came back. I think the Knights doubled them up. I think like it was like in regulation, it was like 43-21 or 40. It was something ridiculous. Here's the thing, and I'll tell you about it. And Koskinen was good, but he wasn't great either. The Oilers have proven time and time again that they don't need McDavid. It's better to have him, but they have enough players where they can play without McDavid. Agreed. You have you, <laughs> moral of the story. You have you have enough players where you don't yeah, need McDavid. That's what I'm like. Uh, they built enough. You're t- you're this telling me they can fill another twenty-two man, twenty-three man roster without McDavid. Well, yeah. This is not the Edmonton Oilers where it was literally just Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. No, I mean, no, Leon Dreisaitl. Nugent wasn't even producing that last couple of years. No, I'm talking about when it was just them two. Nugent is looking. I like. No, Nugent. I'm talking about when it was just them two. No, because Dreisaitl came in the same time McDavid. No, he came in the second year. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you're talking about when McDavid missed almost half the... That Oilers team, uh-huh. I don't know if they would have made the playoffs. Am I right or am I right? Tyler, the answer to the question is, I'm right. 
Then again, even though they have McDavid, they still finished almost. As I was saying, they don't need McDavid. It's better to have McDavid because he's the best player. So you're telling me that McDavid would not have at least gotten them a few more shots in that first period? I mean, he would have skated the puck up ice more, yeah. So you're telling me it would have created more chances. So he would at least have may have had six in that first period, so they could have had ten by the 30-minute mark. By the 10-minute mark of the second period is what I mean. All I'm saying is this. Game went to overtime. They got the Jets tomorrow, and the Jets are right now Still got a point out of it. Yeah. Still got a point because, well, they 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 had the lead in the third period. Vegas tied it up and ended up winning. Yeah, without Ma- without Connor McDavid. They, they got the lead. And Koskinen, I'm not blaming Koskinen for that goal. It's not his fault. Anyways, moving on. Talking about yawning. generational players. God, I'm yawning. I wouldn't say generational player. Very talented and very, very good. Nathan McKinnon. Uh, injured last night in the loss of the Kings. Um, his The extent of his injury is uncertain. It's being reported that... Oh, I had it up just a second Was ago. it lower body? It was lower body. Don't what? know exactly what's wrong with it, how long it's going to be, waiting on the report, because that was about 15, that was 15 hours ago. Jared Bednar's quote was typical Jared Bednar. Jared Bednar. Be- t- typical hockey coach. Being like, I don't know about this. I'm going to leave this to the professionals. He said, quote, he leaves the game. I'm concerned right away. I have no idea of the severity. I know he wasn't good enough to come back in the game last or game tonight. So last night. So, yeah, there's some concern. It's more or less just coming back. That but. being said, though, with McKinnon, they have a laundry list. Rantanen, shoulder. Kadri's out with a leg. Burakovsky and uh, Calvert, lower body. Makar. Upper body. Philip Grubauer, lower body. Forgot about him. And remember, that was in one game that Calvert, Randon, and Grubauer all went down. That was? Now. Against the Kings. Now. At Air Force. Now. Folks. And let me tell, okay, is it, now, before we get into the Avalanche and how they're in, is it, because the King, the Avalanche, I was watching that game, they just looked, like, they just, just stopped the Colorado offense until probably the last five minutes when the Avalanche were starting to push. Is it just because people are not taking the Avalanche seriously? Because how would you hold off the Leafs to a shutout and then they call out Avalanche to only one goal? Are they not taking them seriously or are they actually figuring out how to play defense? I don't know if it's a seriousness thing. I don't know if it was, you know, people were tired, you know, thing. Because they're on a road series right now, right? Who? Well, that was was in L. No, it was was in in L.A., correct. Well, I mean, it could it could be a multitude of things. I mean, heck, you know, maybe it's just players being out of their head because there's this huge sickness that's going Shots around in California. Shots 35-22 in favor of Los Angeles. Good defense, then. I could probably right. count on my hands how many times the Kings have outshot opponents this year. I, I think we may have hit nine. Good defense, then, I guess. I'm I, I, Okay, Kings fans, relax. Okay, calm down. John Hoven, calm down. Don't tweet me yet. I may be wrong. I'm just saying how bad the Kings have been. It'd be reasonable to suggest that most of the time they've been outshot. Possibly. Yes. As of right now, the Colorado Avalanche are sitting second in the Central Division with 90 points. St. Louis is ahead of them with 92. Eight points out of first place, which could be really important in the league right now. Just saying. That being said, is it? Well, don't is it rough that they have so many players out right now? Yes, because there's still a month left. But if you lose, if you lose, okay, 
Moral of the story is, I would not be too concerned if I was if if I was an Avalanche fan. I would not be too concerned because they would they are not going to lose. Quite their last... lit- they would p- quite literally have to lose every game. I'm about to say, and that's very unlikely Pavel, to not make the playoffs. Pavel Francouz is playing fine. Pavel Francouz is playing fine. Francouz? Oh, it's Francouz. Even though it's funny, I talked to Austin Strauss yesterday. He even agrees with me that the altitude guys are weird. But I'm going with what the Colorado broadcasters call him. Fran Suze. Fran Susie. But, I mean, listen, they're not that, they're not in an awful spot. All right? Wait, really? Okay, so I went on, I'm going on their, um, their page to look up who they have left on their stats or whatever. They're actually going to honor Larry Walker on Sunday at the game. So they're going to honor him by making him the e-bug. I mean, didn't he play goalie? Didn't he play he, he wanted to be a goaltender as a kid, yes. Hell yeah. BC. There you go. So if you want to look at who they have left in terms of leading scores, so McKinnon's out, McCarr, Burkowski. That's your top three scorers right now with McKinnon. Okay, yep. guys, McCarr is second on the Avs in scoring. If McCarr was healthy right now, McCarr would win the Calder Trophy. McCarr yep. is second with 47 points. Yep. McKinnon has 93. Yep. He is doubling up his competition on his own team. Yep. This is not Andre Kopitar because the team is winning. Yep. I'm sorry. This Yes, this is the first time I've looked this up. Calm down, everybody. Burkowski has 45 so points. So what Landis you're telling Scott, me is it, that... They when, are in trouble! Call off the dogs! We're I, not going to the... No, when, going I to said, the when I said that McKinnon was a generational talent... Andre Kopitar is not... A, he's a very... He's a superstar. Not a generational talent. There's a difference. I can probably name... USA Hockey? I will name four players. USA Hockey generational talent? McKinnon's from Nova Scotia. Is he? I thought he was... Patrick Kane would be the USA Hockey generational talent. Ah, screw Patrick Kane. Eric, I'll give you the generational talents, the four generational talents I can name off the top of my head, and you you cannot deny me any of these answers. I will deny you if I want to. McDavid? Yeah. I'll allow it. Mario Lemieux? Oh, wait. You're talking like... The world of, like, NHL. Like, the best players in the world, undoubtedly, ones that you could not ever pass up. The ones that players that, if you ever So, wanted- you're sa- what you're saying, you're, what you're telling me is, you're going to say, Howe, Gretzky, Lemieux, McDavid. No, I'd rather have Richard. Howe's a great player. Oh, hold the phone. You're t- What? I, listen. No. Don't no, I'm I deny that. All right, renounce your faith, sir. You are a Michigander. No, okay, Dad. You cannot. No, oh, okay. Here, Richard, you're telling me you don't want the speed and the shot of Maurice Richard. By Tyler. the way, by the way, rest in peace, Henri Pocket Rocket passed away this past week. Yeah, we we had, we had to mention that. Okay, Tyler, I'm sorry. They played in it. You know what? Era. What, what was your, what was one of your favorite hockey uh, movies to watch when you were growing up? I'll tell you. It was Legends of Hockey. Yes. Direct quote from the many broadcasters that were talking about Ted Lindsay, Gordie Howe, and Maurice Richard. That era, the players that were good were the players that were tough. Maurice Richard 
was not that tough. Whoa! You want to know why? Habs fans, turn off the podcast! You want to know? Now. Cancel it! Run! You want to know why he was not tough? Because he wasn't able to be tough. Because he got tomahawked over the head by Hal Laco. No, it wasn't because he was getting tomahawked by Hal Laco. It's because he was getting destroyed by Ted Lindsay. So you know what? Every game that it was Montreal Canadiens versus the Detroit Red Wings, it was... Ted Lindsay beating up Maurice Richard, and then Gordy Howe scores. How Gordy many? Howe scores. Alex? Gordy Howe scores. Alex? Gordy Howe scores. Scores, Gordy Howe. How many? Another goal for Mr. Howe. How many Stanley Cups? Tyler, if we're going by Cups... It's not fair, exactly. It's not fair. <laughs> that don't... That, no. That don't count. <laughs> then the Hockey Hall of Fame should be in Montreal. Period. The old Montreal Forum should be the Hockey Hall of Fame. Not a mall with a theater in it? Right. No. However, guess what? It's about overall, Ty. Generational talents isn't just by cups. Because you know what? How many players were on those teams that were not Maurice Richard? How many? Wait, you're talking How about- many players were on the teams that won so many cups? So, so, so many. That were not named Maurice Richard. A lot. So you're telling and me. They're telling me even the, how there was a lot. So you're telling me, even if fourth line player plays for the Montreal Canadiens with Maurice Richard, has more cups than Gordy Howe, he's better than Gordy Howe. Your thinking is flawed, sir. There's a reason why right next to you there I'm is not, a hockey hall of fame banner that says the Howe Gretzky exhibition. On one side, it is the number 99 with the Edmonton blue, white, and orange. On the other side, the Detroit white and red. There is a reason. He is named Mr. Hockey. This ain't this ain't this ain't Johnny Hockey. Okay, it's St. Johnny football, Johnny wrestling. No, he's Mr. Hockey. Just because he has, he doesn't have the honor that Wayne Gretzky does of having his number retired by the entire league, which, by the way, is a bunch of BS. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> Renounce your faith in the Montreal Canadiens. Go back to the soul of Detroit, yes, sir. Nathan McKinnon's not a generational talent. That's all I I wanted to say. What if he has more Stanley Cups by the end of his career, dude? I'll tell you right now. He's a better player. He's got more Cups. Nathan McKinnon's not a generational talent. Final answer. (laughs) Patrick Kane's better than Sidney Crosby. Hey, Jonathan Taves Taves is an all-time top 100 all-time player. How Jonathan many scoring Taves is better than Alexander Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby combined. 75. No, Crosby's won more cups. No, they've won the same amount of cups. But, however, oh crap, they've won the same amount of gold medals too. Crap. Hmm. World championships? Well, uh, ooh. We'll get into that later. Crosby <laughs> actually won scoring titles though. Crosby was, here's the thing about Crosby. I, I want to say Crosby's generational oh, talent, but it's it's hard to say that now because you watch him, and I almost look at him more as Steve Eiserman. Where I'd say Crosby is to Eiserman as 
McDavid is to Gretzky. I'll allow it. Because Steve Eiserman was Captain Canada. He was... Well, he wasn't Captain Canada. No, he was never... Unfortunately, he, he never was. Because it was Gretzky, if it ever was Canada Cup, even though Eiserman was on those teams. And then it was Lemieux. And then... And then Bi- Sackick. Wasn't it? I yeah. think Sackick the one year, the 06, yeah. I think yeah, that, it was that, The year that everyone likes to avoid talking about, that one in Italy. But, and then it became Crosby. Yes. That's why Jonathan Taves will never get that opportunity. No. That's why Steve Eisman never got that opportunity. Could Dr- have been Captain Canada. He would have been. I think Jerome McGinley should have been Captain Canada. Sorry. Jerome McGinley would have been, had it not been for Lemieux, and it wouldn't have not been for Crosby. There are so many players that you can look at that were so good. Eisenman was never a generational talent. He was a very good hockey player. He was a guy you would never want. He was, I will say, because he played at that time. He had to play at the same time as Gretzky and as Lemieux. He he never got that recognition. And by the time they were done playing, both of them, well, Lemieux did come back, but even Lemieux wasn't the same. That don't don't care. But by the time Gretzky left, Eisenman was at that point where he was not a a high-scoring superstar. He was an efficient player. He was the best two-way player, arguably, in the history of the game. He was the captain. He was the captain. But he never got that recognition. And I think Nathan McKinnon's one of those players, a superstar, but he'll never be considered a generational talent because... Nathan McCaffrey? He is the captain. No, Landeskog is the captain. That's right. And here's the thing. I don't think that'll ever change either. No. I think Landeskog, he, he was 19, and everyone thought it was a joke, but he's developed into that kind of a leader. Now, McKinnon, yes, is probably the head of the Colorado Avalanche. He's the face. Similar to how, I mean, it's weird because you had the two-headed monster in Colorado, Peter Forsberg and Joe Sackick. It really depended on the day of who you thought was the better player. Uh, it was, hey, who put up more points last night? Joe Forsberg Sackick had three, Sackick had two. Okay, yeah, Forsberg's Joe Sackick, a, a, was the captain. B, was far more well-respected. And C. Yeah, because Peter un- Forsberg tried to kill people. <laughs> undoubtedly was the face of the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, he's the captain. Period. But boy, I will tell you this right now. Peter Forsberg would have, he would have been the Conn Smith Trophy winner had he not busted his spleen in the 0-1 playoffs. Everyone forgets that. Yeah. Joe Sackick won it. And and people were honestly considering giving Waugh his fourth Conn Smythe, but I'm like, no. 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 Now would have not been the year. Just maybe that's too. what I'll that, maybe that's what I'll watch tonight. What the, the ninety seven ninety eight uh, Red Wings Cup DVD? Actually, no, I don't have the DVD. I'll just have to watch it on YouTube. No, uh, you have the VHS, don't you? No, no, we have no. They're in the VHS. No, yeah, but we have. You, they're buried in Tupperware. They're buried in massive containers. Yep. Remember, we tried to move all the videos in one big thing, and it broke. <laughs> yes, Ty, because VHS tapes are. Heavy. And they're bulky. And we had a lot of them. Disney. A lot of sport ones, too. <coughs> so, moral of the story, Colorado fans, do not do not fret. Donut. Donut fret. Well, here's the thing. They're eight points ahead of Dallas. I don't. I love Dallas the way they've played. They've been very tough. They've been playing good hockey. Ben Bishop is looking like a Vesna cat once again. I don't think, unless they go on like a 12-0 or like a 12-0-1 run, well, they Tyler, I don't think they'll catch him. Let's talk about it. Ooh, let's talk. As of right now. Why are we talking again? Let's talk. Let's talk right here, right now. 3 10 20, right, right 20 Mario Day, for those of you paying you said, attention. Right meow. Right meow. 
Meow. Right for uh, Thomas Biondo. Thomas Vincent. Also, the name the name of Thomas Biondo, Thomas Vincent, and also the name of Katie's cat. Both have the same first name. Both have the same middle name. It's hilarious. Meow. Him and I are going to try to do a show while we're in Dallas uh, in a couple weeks. The podcast? Yep, when I'm down there, he'll Hell be yeah, probably the one. I'll listen to it. You want to know why? Because Thomas knows what he's talking about, you idiot. Who are you? <laughs> I'm the other idiot who signed up on this. It was, I had the other Amazon gift card. Shut up. Yeah, it's fine. No, because we had, so one of my old work friends gave Kelly and I, I think, like 40 bucks in Amazon gift cards. You know how mad that makes me? Because she's like, oh, we can use them for us. And I'm like, what? Says the guy. Well, says the guy that needs to buy two headsets now for the mixer. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ty. Here's the thing, Ty. And I'm telling you about it. Um, if you say it's the wife and it's our money deal, I've yes. heard that five times this week, Tyler, from the wife. Do you want a happy life? <laughs> Don't say it. Gotta have a happy wife. You just stop that. You just take that. Bump. It's true. I'll slap you with that bumper sticker. <laughs> Nothing. You want you want a happy hubby? Let him drink the bubbly. I got that. That one's a that's one's that one's a shout out to all of my uh, LGBTQ guys out there. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll drink. I'll have my bubbly. I mean, I have well, beer. Not, no, not beer. Like mimosas and champagne. They had a that's they had. Oh god, I love brunch. They had champagne on ice for breakfast at the. Oh at the resort. god bless. Here's the thing. It was too much. Well. <laughs> was too much so that is all inclusive it, i thought it included the no, bubbly. no it's not it's not the money thing it was just too much so here's here's what happened Did you drink too much ty no because okay when you get drinks at the bars down there they're all like the mixture they're all sugary you have to really ask for shots so here's what here's what happened i wanted like hey we need some alcohol Skip another five to ten minutes for hockey i want we'll get to the standing stuff here in a second i wanted some i wanted alcohol for our room Sure. So thinking, hey, you know, it's complimentary, whatever, no problem, all-inclusive, we'll get our stuff. So they give you a card that you can hang on the door to ask for alcohol. And I'm thinking, okay, cool, we can get a few mini bottles. So I'm like, all right, I'll take one of, I'll you know, get some rum, get some scotch, Kelly wants some vodka, and we'll add orange juice and Coke and stuff like that. Make sure, you know, a couple Cokes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, let's get a bottle of champagne, a bottle of white wine, a bottle of red for me. Thinking, oh, they'll be like small portions, right? Yep. We come the next day after, I think we went on a cruise. We come back to our room. There is a fifth, no, no, yes, yeah, so a fifth of that, rum. That's what it's called. A fifth of vodka. I thought it was bigger, but it wasn't. No. A fifth of scotch, a bottle of champagne with in the fridge. With pour tops, by the way. With pour tops. One of them broke, but nonetheless, it wasn't my fault. It, like, it just broke off when I first poured it. Orange juice, everything, and then all of a sudden, here knock on the door, and here <laughs> comes the bottles of white and red, and they ask, how long are you staying? I said, Saturday. They're like, Okay, as they look at the bottles and look at me like I'm an alcoholic. We did not finish the alcohol. I finished the rum, though. Why is the rum always gone? Tyler was here. Good God. Hey, man. No, that's hey, man. I'm just saying. If hey, Back I, to hockey. Appleton rum. If you're ever going to get Jamaican rum, it's really good. And by the way, have you had any of that Jamaican rum cream that Dad got us? Yeah, it's delicious. I love it. We had it's delicious. Ke- Kelly had it like, well, they I were ha- like, I have it with my coffee every morning. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Hey, I, let's be honest. There was a good few days. That I was having, Bailey's here's the thing. I, I like feeling buzzed. So I don't drink unless I have to. Well, here's the thing. Like I, 
I don't get, because I've had enough Baileys in my day that I don't matter. It doesn't affect me anymore. Which reminds me, St. Paisley next Tuesday, Irish car bombs. No, I'm going to drink like a respectable human. I'll drink my coffee with Baileys. And then you'll have I your, will, I will have, have my Guinness. But you're not going to. By itself. <laughs> and you may have a. That was disgusting. I will never do that you again. You didn't drink it fast enough. You, when you have an Irish car bomb, you don't let it sit. Then it curdles. You have to chug it. You have to literally pound it in there and I didn't go. Ch- I tried to chug it. And you know what happened? It curdled in my mouth. <laughs> I didn't want to chew my to liquid. Sw- you're, supposed to so- you're supposed to swallow it, Alex. <laughs> what it? do you think I was doing? <laughs> Sloshing it around? <laughs> ah, yes. This is a vintage Guinness made probably three weeks ago with a, a delicious Bailey's. And, oh, some Irish And whiskey. some Jameson. And a shot and a little hint of Jameson in here for extra. Oh, yes. And it was a great time. I had a bunch of alcohol curdling in my mouth. It was a great day. All right, people are starting taking this a lot different here. Hockey. Hockey. Looking at the standings, who's in, who's out? All right, well. You got. Well, let's have a quick rundown here. Let's go with the top three of each division quickly here. In the Metropolitan, Alex, we have Washington. No, 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 no. It's Atlantic first. Fine. Boston, 98 points. Tampa, 92. Leafs, 79. Yep. (laughs) This league is stupid. (sighs) Which is funny because Columbus has more points than them. Continue. They're going to freaking... Whatever. Anyways. Metropolitan, Washington with 90. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. 89 points. Phil-a-freaking-delphia. 89 points. Pittsburgh, 84 points. I will continue. To the Central. St. Louis, 92. Colorado, 90. Dallas, 82. Pacific. Pacific. Vegas, 86. Edmonton, 83. Vancouver, 76. The ugly stepchild of the Western Conference. Yism. And everyone's like, what about the Atlantic? No, because the Atlantic is Boston, Tampa, and then the ugly stepchildren follow. So now, here's who we are at. So <laughs> right now in the Eastern Conference, let's focus on the East first because why, Alex? The sun rises in the East and sets in the West. Columbus right now, yes, more points than the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have 81 points. As of right now, as I am looking through the stats and other notes right now, they have... 12 games left. They are three points behind Pittsburgh. Yes, folks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who lost all of their star power and are just getting back Corpusalo and Merzlikens, are three points out of a top three spot. They are in a spot to finish better than they did last season. Alex, they are in a spot right now that they are already better than they were last season, given the fact that they're first, they have the first wildcard spot, not the second. Carolina's right behind them with 79 points. However, they are tied with the New York Islanders, who are just giving up. They are giving up goals. They cannot score. They are miserable to watch. And yet, they're still within striking distance. Tied for that last spot. However, Carolina has more regulation wins, which gives them the tiebreaker. As of right now, both teams have 15 games left. They are the only teams, as I quick scroll through, who have the least amount of games played in the Eastern Conference. The only other teams with 68 games played are the New York Rangers, who are still somehow, with Mika Sabanajet scoring five goals in a game with an actual chance to make the playoffs. The team that two years ago said, we're going to suck everybody, is going to make the playoffs. 
on the backs of old King Henrik Lundqvist, Mika Sabanajad, and a partridge in a pear tree. <coughs> I'm just saying, the Metropolitan is stupid. Everyone's going to make the playoffs, and then nobody's going to make the playoffs. It's wonderful. However, the one consistent thing, Washington wins the division, just because that's just how it's going to go. Now, Dude, I'm, I'm just saying this. If Philly comes back to win. All right, let's, let's I, want, I want the playoffs to start today. Yes, because you want Carolina to be in the playoffs. Here's the thing. You want to know why? You want them to play Boston again? As of right now, Carolina versus Boston, Tampa versus Toronto, Columbus versus Washington. And here's the weird part, Alex. But the East, a possible seven-game series. Again and again and again and again and again and again between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. And then, dude! And then, Alex, because because oh! let's be honest. I, yes! I think Washington will come out better this year. Then you have... Dude, Pittsburgh. screw Washington. It's the Battle of Pennsylvania for no. seven games. No, what I'm saying is, though, if Pittsburgh wins, you have Pittsburgh-Washington again in the second round. Just let's just keep this... Just keep just keep chugging this train along NBC here. NBC wet dream. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, well, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, because Philadelphia's got a, Phil- a NBC Philadelphia station. It's good for them, right? Right, right. No, that's just good for hockey. Yeah, okay. That's good for hockey. It's good for hockey. So, by the way, Philadelphia... Philadelphia's really... Has Philadelphia... Okay, this is how I've done a really good job of Phil- finding Philadelphia out here. Philadelphia is one win away from being in the division lead right now. They have a game in hand in Washington. They're one nine of their last ten games. The Flyers are honestly have a chance. They have 14 games left to go up or down, but they have an actual chance. The Philadelphia Flyers, who had a 10-game win streak last year and threw it all away like an awful ham and cheese sandwich, and they have a chance to make the playoffs and win the division. Now, they won't win the conference. That's that. Let's not be stupid here. But this team is legit. Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, Claude Giroux, <coughs> that awkward, flowy, ginger-looking hair that he has is still producing. Tyler, look at your head. Shut up with your awkward-looking... Boy, my, I don't even know. My... Well, okay, right? Okay, I didn't blow-dry my hair when I got out of the shower. That's what happens, all right? I'm Let's not see. talking about today. I'm talking every day. All right, you ruined my... You almost ruined my hair for my wedding. No, I didn't. I made it perfect. You... you no. F- it was you made perfect. it slicked and slim. It looked like alfalfa if alfalfa's hair had gotten stuck down. It's what Tyler, I'm saying. No, it was perfect. I perfected your hair. Anyways, I am getting those pictures printed out, and I'm gonna put it on a wind. I'm gonna put it on my frame in a frame. You're gonna say a windmill. I'm gonna put them on a windmill. Just go around and around. That way, I can constantly look at it and see. You know what? That was my doing. That perfect hair, which else- stuck. Almost through the full reception, except for you were just disgusting. I I had three drinks, no, four drinks all night. You messed up your hair. Two beers. Upset, by Two it. drinks. So, well, in the Metro, so let's see. Okay. I'll break I, this down. I, I Here's the thing, Alex. I And obviously, I know how you favor. You favor the Canes. Of course I do. They're in. They are in. Who has a chance? I mean, I... Out of the two teams that are right now fighting for the those wild card spots, I don't see Pittsburgh falling back anymore. I don't see Philadelphia falling out. I see Columbus falling back. 
Columbus or Car- I mean Carolina, like I said, they have three games in hand on Columbus. They have games in hand on any every team in their division. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. The Rangers are playing good hockey. Let's not lie about this right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, they've not only good won enough. They've only won six of their last ten. Not good enough hockey. Yes, because you're just trying to defend your Canes. I am defending my Canes. Here's the thing. You could say, <clears throat> I have a better, I have more faith right now on the, how the Rangers have played over the last month than I do the Islanders. The Rangers have a better chance of getting in than the Islanders do. New York's defense is, the Islanders' defense, excuse me, not as good. But the, the Islanders have a game in hand, though. Game in hand or not, they have not been able to, they can't, you can't win if you can't score. I have more faith in, and Mika Sabanajed scoring another four goals in a game. That was five, by the way. No, I'm saying scoring four again. Yeah, five. I have more chance of him scoring five in a game than I do the Islanders have make the playoffs right now. That's how un, that's how I'm how sure I am that the Islanders will not get in. If they do, it's because Carolina loses out. That's the only thing. I, that's the only pot. No, and don't shake your head because oh, it's impossible. I'm just don't saying, hold your breath on the, the Rangers, dude. I'm not holding my breath, but I'm saying <laughs> I have more faith in the Rangers coming from behind to get into a spot. Columbus, I, and here's the thing. I, listen, Carolina's in such a weird spot. I think if you can get the goaltenders back healthy fast, if Mrazek can recover up to full potential sooner rather than later, they will be fine. Because don't forget, everyone's thinking, oh, the great David Ayer story. Don't forget, they lost their goaltenders. Nedlovich was their goaltender. Alex Nedlovich, a decent OHL goaltender at best, in the NHL. Scott Wedgwood. Remember him? Good Plymouth Whalers goaltender. Sucked in the NHL. They're seeing that now with the Canes. Good American League goaltender. Not a real good NHLer. They need Mrazek back. If they can get the goaltending healthy, the defense will come back around. The Canes will start winning some hockey games again. That will be important. If they can't, though... Ugh, Alex. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying that Carolina, as far as the Metro goes are fourth in wins. Correct. Yes. I they, get that. Because yes, Columbus... The, bet, the Batman point, yes. Columbus, most of their points, yes, they have come from wins, but they also have overtime wins. I'm going to take a look here, because I don't think... I, I don't think the top... Columbus, the Columbus Blue Jackets have lost 22 times in regulation, 15 times in overtime. Carolina's lost 25 times in regulation, but only lost five times in overtime. I will tell you this, Alex... I have more faith in, well, the top three is not going to move in the Metro. It's 33 and 22 versus 37 and 25. Carolina just looks stronger. Goaltending is a toss up. I, <clears throat> I'm not going to act stupid and, and, you know, portray. There's that. a first time for everything, boys and girls. Tyler, you drink most in Canadian. You're pretty freaking dumb. By the way, where's the rest of the beer? I only got two cases, two six. I only got 12. That's all there was. Oh, really? Okay. Dan made it sound like there was like a thousand. <coughs> no, there was not. Okay. Anyways, what I'm saying is this Carolina, it's possible that they can get knocked out of a playoff spot. The reason for that would be goaltending. Yep. If not, they're a strong team. They have shown that through the entire season that they are a playoff contender. Not necessarily a Stanley Cup contender quite yet, but a playoff contender. They're strong enough to pop, to slide into that wild card just like they did last year. And that they have a great opportunity. The Atlantic Division, it's hard. They 
it's very hard for those three teams to get knocked out of a spot just because the next Atlantic team is Florida. Right. Who is fourth in the wild card picture, even though they're only one point behind uh Toronto. So if if we're if anything, Florida would beat out Toronto in getting the top three spot, and then if Toronto misses the playoffs, it's because they're not in the wild card picture. Right. Well, the, I don't think any Atlanta team is going to get into the wild card. That's that's not going to happen. It's hard. I'm just. I was you looking. Have three. You basically have three possible four teams that have it locked up. Well, let's look at the. So, well, I got four schedules quickly. I pulled up here. Let's give a quick look. I want to stick back because I want to go to the Carolina Hurricanes. They have a interesting month coming up here. They have tonight. They're playing the Red Wings right now at home. Or on the no, excuse me, on the road. They're in Detroit tonight. They Still have a probable win. Devils on Thursday. Probable, probable win. win. However, then you have Pittsburgh and then Buffalo right after that. And Buffalo played pretty good last night. They played a Washington Capitals team and won in a well, won in a shootout. As long as Buffalo Sabres players keep getting hit by invisible players, I think. We'll oh be gosh, that was great. Rasmus Ristolainen's a beautiful person. Did someone check on him by the way? But anyway, so they, they have Buffalo on Sunday, the second half back back. They play, they host them on Tuesday. St. Louis, then Ottawa. Islanders, Pittsburgh. Very big, very important Metropolitan games. They play the Leafs, Pittsburgh, and Devils, and Boston to round out the month. And then they end the season with a home and home, or the back-to-back games, Friday against Columbus, which could mean a playoff spot, and the Boston Bruins on Saturday, which, as of right now, would be the team they'd play in the playoffs. Yes. Which could mean eight straight. No, I'm kidding. Against Boston. Quick thing about the Rangers. Mm-hmm. They have themselves a very interesting. They go on a little bit of a, that central road swing where they have Dallas, Colorado, and then Arizona. Then they have Calgary and then a home and home against Pittsburgh, which will be huge. And then they go on a little bit of a brief road trip at the end of the month, which will be very important because they play Washington, Tampa, and Florida all on the road. Right before that though, important game against Columbus before they wrap up their season with games against Philly, Pittsburgh, and then for some reason, Chicago on a Saturday afternoon. So in terms of the schedule, both teams have the nice little intertwining of different, of tough but easy wins at the same time. But going back to now to the Atlantic, the Leafs and Panthers. Yes, the Panthers who have sold and for some reason just don't want to, like they're trying everything they can to not make the playoffs. I, they could easily get in, but the Leafs, West Coast Road Swing is like that Death, the Death Valley trip. If they at least get one win, nobody's panicking. They didn't win. They got a single point against three bottom-feeding teams. Yeah, panic. They scored three goals in three games. They have tonight Tampa, Nashville on Thursday, but then Hockey Night Canada against Boston. Devils and Islanders, two wins you should get. Columbus, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the Islanders, dude. But then you have Florida at home. Because the Islanders are in Long Island, right? That one is in Long Island, yes. That's a probable loss. Eh, It'll be be a great atmosphere. Leafs have not played well in Long Island recently. Then towards the end of the month, they have a back-to-back. Tampa on Wednesday the 25th, Carolina Thursday the 26th, on the road. Then they have Ottawa that Saturday in Hockey Night Canada. That should be a win. That that should be a win. Should but be a win. 
Leafs, then they Leafs end, luck, it'll be Here's the thing. They end their season with games against Detroit on Thursday in April and then win. Montreal. So those... Probable win. Probable So, loss. yes. Realistically, yes. On paper, they should go over 500 down the stretch. Even though everyone should... Now, on paper, they should have won all three in California. But... It's the Leafs, yes. There's a great chance this could Leafs be. luck is what I'm calling it. You're, uh, oh my, you're kidding me. All right, so I'm looking at Florida's schedule now. Florida. Is it a cakewalk? In the next month, plays Ottawa twice. They play Montreal. Okay, that's difficult. Detroit. Uh, huh. Montreal lost all four games of Detroit, dude. They have Detroit next Monday to the Panthers. Probable win. New Jersey on Saturday, this coming Saturday. 50-50. They have tough games. They do play Boston. They That's have, a loss. They have a game against Winnipeg. They play St. Louis on a Saturday night. They Those do are 50 50. I'll give them. And their last two games of the season are Ottawa on Thursday, April the 2nd. That's a win. Washington on Saturday. That's a loss. I don't know. That's a loss. Listen, this team, they should go well over 500 with, down the stretch. With Washington, how they're gearing up for the playoffs, that's a loss. Well, I think they're. I think it'll be an interesting game just because of the fact that we're not Tyler. You know what time of the season we are. We're in that. We're in that stretch. Well, it's where inter- everything is getting honed in. There's no more. Am I getting sent down? Am I getting brought back up? Players are being brought up to be the backups, the third strings in the dark, the black aces. Yeah, the black aces in think, the playoffs. And I don't know how Hershey's doing the AHL, but. It's it's almost set. And they could be battling for a division crown there. So, yeah, if you're Washington, you want that first seed because I don't know if Washington wants to play Pittsburgh right now. So I or well, or if Pittsburgh comes back or whatever. So on and so forth. But Washington wants Columbus. If you're looking at if you're asking my perspective, the way the Leafs are have been so inconsistent this year, you would could easily say that Florida will jump them, even though Florida's not even trying. However, but then you see games against Tampa that they, like I honestly am not I'm not against the Leafs playing Tampa in the first round. You see, yes, you see a big point difference in the standings, but that's the style of game the Leafs can play. And they always they've always seem to have played up to their opponent's level when they want to. But then again, they can always play down to their opponent as well. We the saw Toronto Maple Leafs, if, if, they, if they play Tampa, they will make it to the second round. If Be, they play. Be, no, because the style of hockey. It's perfect. purely, purely. Now they'll purely play just Bo- for that. They'll play Boston in the second round and get smacked. But that being said, though, that being said, they have to get there. They have to get there because Tampa Tampa's not a very physical team. They can play rough and tough. They can get you into the corners, but not like Boston does. That's why Boston has dominated the Leafs in every playoff series in recent history. Well, I wouldn't say dominate, but that's why they've been not able to dominate. Dominated. Seven, Alex, they've had three seven-game series. It's they not have, dominated. They have gotten in the head it's not, yes, of they those Maple Leafs. They have outplayed them. The Leafs survived half of those games. You can say that they made three seven-game series, but they survived half of those games. Yeah, and Boston they survived. They did not being, win. I would, argue, I would argue that Boston just about not, 40% of those games, they were Boston losing to the Leafs, not the Leafs beating Boston. Those are two separate things, and you know that. But they were not dominating games. Ah, they were not. They were outplayed. Games. In most of them, yes. But Boston not- can outplay Toronto 
almost any day of the week purely on what their style is. Listen, if it was Montreal, the way they beat Boston and Don Cherry's team in the 70s, except for the 79 semifinal, how they whooped them in every Stanley Cup final, that's different. Montreal dominated Boston. It's a little bit different here. Boston's dominated. But Toronto. don't forget, I know, how, I know that I know that you have a lean towards Toronto. But do Tyler. you do you remember my prediction though at the Alex beginning of the season? Uh, no, because Bo- I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. Boston wins the division. Tampa, Florida in the first round. Somehow the Leafs get a wild card spot. It's looking unlikely right now that so, an, so that, that, that an Atlantic team will get a wild card spot. So you want Toronto versus Washington. I want Toronto versus Boston. Uh, well, I want the Bruins. Well, and not. I want my Sunshine State battle. Tyler. I want Tampa to play. Dude, you want to sell tickets in Florida in Sunrise in the middle of nowhere rink? Get Tampa to play them. Tyler. <laughs> That's how you do it. So you so you want Toronto versus Washington. Because oh. at this point, if you want to play Boston again in the playoffs they this have, year. They have to fall back. It'd be the second. No, sec- you either have to fall back or you have to play Tampa, and you have to go to the second round. You have to go to the second round. They'd get the second wild card spot, Alex. Well, no, they'd get the first one. Oh, hold on. No, they would not get the. Okay, get the, if if they got the first one, it's then they easy. Play- get a wild card spot. You'll play Boston. They will not be the top wild card team. We should, okay. move, we should probably move to the West here. Fair. Okay, so before we go to the West, who's your eight? Who's my eight right now? Who's your eight? Well, if you're looking at recent of how they've played as of late, Boston, Tampa, Florida. Toronto Boston, falls out. Just Boston, because Tampa, I just Florida. don't know if – I know okay. the Leafs have these tough teams. I know the Leafs can play well against good teams at times. Like they're out they're out playing the Lightning here in the first few minutes. They're out shooting them 6-0. Okay. But by the, way, by the way, the game started. But so, yeah, I'll, and I'll say Florida – Tampa. I don't. I don't know about the Metro or the Wild Card. That's the hard part. Well, then give, give me a sec- Metro. Give me Metro. a second on the Wild Card. Metro, Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh. I guess because I don't see Philly slowing down despite how good they've been and how clueless I've been on watching. They've been really good, and Carter Hart and Brian Elliott have been a, an exceptional goaltending tandem. Wild Card, Columbus. They've been playing so well, and they've been able to fight through all this adversity. They've been able to battle through and continue onward. That second wild card spot, gosh, I got it. You got to pick someone. I'm not letting you not pick. I Listen, I want to say the Leafs would have it because I'm a Leafs fan. But I don't know if, if Carolina – let's put it this way. If the Leafs can play well, they'll get the spot. If Carolina's goaltending is not figured out in time, Carolina falls out. And I'm flipping my coin in my head right now. I'm going to go with the – oh, hell, New York Rangers. <laughs> Okay. New York well, Rangers versus Boston in the first round. Screw Toronto, it. Toronto. Leafs uh, fall out. I, Toronto does not play in the uh, playoffs there. Okay. Yep. Well, Tyler, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Okay. Want to know why? Because you think Carolina's going to make it. See the top three for the Atlantic. See the top three for the Metro. See the two wildcard teams. Yep. Looks good. You're cool. Going, you're going with it. Looks you're, good. You're sticking it. Top three, top three in wildcard Columbus and uh, Carolina. Listen, as a Leafs fan, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but guess what? It's a thing. It's it's a thing. But here's the thing, Tyler, and I'll tell you about it. Yep. Every C letter team, except for Chicago, is gonna make it in the playoffs. Okay. That's it. That's that's all I guess about that. Okay. 
Here you go. So Central Division. I don't I don't see Dallas falling. Granted, somehow Winnipeg's still four points. All right, here's where we can get into it. How is Minnesota gonna make the playoffs? No. Somehow this team is in a stinking spot. Yet, as I yell and scream about that, they're falling out. They are falling out. Not just because I'm wondering why they're good or whatever. I just don't see them. I Listen, they have scored 220 goals. I don't know how. They have given up 220 goals. I know how they've given up those goals because their goaltending has been shocking. Yet, they've won seven of the last ten games. They have been playing good hockey. You have, for some reason, Miko Koivu playing well. Zach Parise is looking like a leader. Ryan Suter is not all broken bones. And their goaltending's been decent. Decent enough to win, at least. And Eric Fiala is looking good. So you have that going for you. But there's 13 games left. Vancouver's getting healthier. Yes, they have not played well. Only winning three of their last 10 games. But Besser's coming back. Markstrom will come back to form. Pedersen with Brock Besser and Quinn Hughes on the same five-man unit of any kind. Look out. As I'm going to go to quickly check out Vancouver's schedule as I'm talking still. I have good faith that Vancouver will turn it around. Arizona, as much as I will love that Cinderella story, they have not played well in the second half of the season to be considered a playoff threat. Sorry, Louis Pannon, not going to be a thing. Vancouver's upcoming schedule, Islanders tonight. Then you have a back-to-back against Arizona and Colorado. Arizona first on Thursday. That's a game you need to win. Winnipeg on Sunday, Tampa on Wednesday. But then you go on your, I guess your kind of your California swing against Anaheim and L.A. back-to-back. Two games you need to win, divisional games at least. Vancouver, not Vancouver, excuse me, Vegas on Monday. The division leaders right now need to win that game. Then you have three more games against Pacific Division foe. San Jose, Calgary, Anaheim. All in Vancouver, Calgary, Anaheim back-to-back. You need four out of the six points there at most. Then you have Dallas the following Monday. It'll be tough, but then you end with Arizona and Vegas. Need to win against Arizona. I have a feeling that they can win the games that they should win, the must-win games, the games against California teams in Arizona. They'll win those games. And I just feel like Minnesota, they just will not be able to keep up at the pace they have been. Vancouver will jump them, and they'll nab a wild card spot. I don't know if they'll jump in the top three. It's possible, granted how the spread is right now in points, with the way Calgary has been very confusing on if they're going to be good, are they going to be bad? Will Cam Talbot make a save? Will Big Save Dave give up one through the five hole? I don't know. But I like Vancouver moving up, Minnesota falling back. Winnipeg's in a comfortable spot right now. In terms of the fact that I I just don't think they'll I think they're playing a lot better, they're playing a lot more confident. If Hellebuck can stay solid in net, they have only have twelve games left. Yes, every team behind them except for Arizona has at least one game in hand on them, with Nashville and Vancouver with seventy six points, Minnesota with seventy seven. I think Winnipeg's in a comfortable spot, similar to how Columbus is in the East. They have that first wild card spot. They're close enough to maybe make a move up into the central in the top three but I don't think they've been playing bad enough hockey to fall out. So I think Winnipeg is safe right now. I'm looking at my top three in the central. That stays. St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas. I don't know. I mean, if this McKinnon injury is severe, then Colorado will probably stay at two. But the fact that they've been this good, the Avalanche have, without all these key players, that should be scary 
if they get healthy or healthy enough to play by the playoff time, when second week of April comes, if you're Dallas, you may as well just call in sick. Now that'll now see. Here's the thing: in that battle, though, you got to look at Dallas, the goaltending match. You have Ben Bishop versus what? If if you don't have Philip Grubauer back, you have Pavel Francouz. And yeah, you'd probably give that one to Ben Bishop. And Ben Bishop single-handedly took the Stars to Game Seven in the second round last year. So I'll keep my top three the same in the Central. Winnipeg stays at one. I see Vancouver jumps at two. Here's my thing, though. If Calgary and Edmonton can kind of just hold the fort, they'll have two and three, and everyone in the hockey world will just get their rocks off because we'll have the Battle of Alberta, and I will not get sleep for two weeks. Vegas, unless they just fall off a cliff, they're winning the division easily. In a division that it seems like nobody wants to win, they'll be fine. So I'm going to go, so we'll stick with my top three. So I'll go with my three now. St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas in the Central, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary. I don't think Calgary is good enough to jump, get that four-point spread in the last 12 games of the season. I don't think they're able to cover that unless Edmonton, unless Connor McDavid's out for another four or five games, then maybe something can happen there. But then I have Winnipeg as my top wildcard team in Vancouver jumping in ahead of Minnesota. Nashville, I just don't see them coming back. I don't think Pecorino is good enough to hold the fort. And the scoring has not been there for this Nashville team, despite having guys like Matt Duchesne and Kyle Turris. Ryan Johansson has not been the same. I'm not too confident that Nashville can pull it out. I, I mean, Chicago is seven points back. I have more. I don't say I have more faith in Chicago than Nashville, but you know what I mean. Nashville just doesn't seem like they have it. So I would say Vancouver jumps Minnesota, and realistically, that's the only one I got for the Western Conference. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Are you going to at least have some change in this one here, Alex? Let me tell you something. Ty. I agree with you. Central, I'll keep it. St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas. In that order? The teams are strong enough to do it. Yeah. I think St. Louis still has the same talent that they had last year. I think they, you know, they lose some things here and there from last season, but they also gained here and there from last season. Colorado... I do agree with you. I think they're scary. I think they're once, scary without their good players. Once they get back to full health, they will be a torment to the entire West as far as the playoff picture goes. Dallas, <clears throat> I have a tough time trusting them, but I'm penciling them in for now. Well, be, that's solely on goaltending. This let's is be honest. this is first show in March. I'm penciling them in right now. Dallas, Pacific, very easy for me. Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary. I just don't think there's wild time. card. Sorry. Wild card goes to. It's almost like you're trying to change it just mm. because you need something different. No, I don't think Winnipeg has it. You think they're gonna fall off? I'm going. You think Hellebuck's going to become hella suck? And Vancouver. Oh, oh, yeah, no. Vancouver, Nashville. You think both Winnipeg and Minnesota will fall off? Minnesota, I, yeah, but I just feel like Winnipeg's playing a lot better. But I don't know. You're right. Something dumb can happen. An injury happens. Vancouver here. and Nashville both have two games in hand on Winnipeg. Yep, that's true because they've played 70 games. Yep, 
Winnipeg's played 70. Both Vancouver and Nashville have played 68. They have the opportunity to quick jump them. Here's the thing, they, though. It, it's the West, as far as the wild card it's a f- go, it could be soup. It could be a, You're right, a it blowout is a- as far as this next month comes. But it could just it could be that one game. It's all, you're right. There is a there it's is that a, separation between being down two points, being tied, being down by one point, or even heck, being up by a point to get that wild card spot. One thing that is good it's to mention: the Wild Wild West. The Metro is hard. They have a lot of good teams in a short amount of space, so that they really eat up the wild card spots. Yep. But the West, it is wide open space muscle. Wow, wow, West. Just for the mentions here, Minnesota, the most regulation wins out of the four teams that I realistically, I believe, have a shot. They have 30. Winnipeg has 29. Vancouver, wins? Regulation wins. Regulation wins. The, the tiebreaker. Okay, the tiebreaker okay. here. Well, Vegas has 30. Well, the, they're going to win the division. doesn't matter. I'm saying of Winnipeg, Minnesota, Vancouver, Nashville, the four teams battling for the wild card spots. Winnipeg has 29. Minnesota has 30. Vancouver and Nashville each have 27. Calgary actually has less regulation wins than all four of those teams. Just saying. Doesn't Hell. matter. Hello, Batman point. Then again, they've only won it, I believe, because they've... The Batman the th- point. The Batman 500. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, now there's like the tie for an overtime loss. I really would like, would really cherish, mm. really cherish, Alex. Mm-hmm. 10-minute overtime, tie. I don't mind. I'd rather have a tie nowadays. Some people still say, Alex, the greatest game ever played was in December of 1975, the Red Army taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Want to know the final score, Alex? 4-4 tie. Great. Just saying. You know what I I disagree with that? There wasn't a winner. It's okay. The Flyers beat them later that that next month. Tyler, I... I love hockey. I love sports. You, want you to love what, sports. You know, you know what I like about sports? That's a competition. You know what the point of a competition is? To win. I don't Fine. Like, have, have conti- I don't like ties. Then have continuous three-on-three three with a shot clock. No. It's, regu- it's regular season hockey. And you know what? If there was a tie between two teams, they get to play. They you get know, to play one game. Okay. I, I know this is something we'll definitely talk about when we do our summer rule change episode, but I, I want to throw this out there. I thought about this. No. Backcourt, like a backcourt violation in overtime. Because you see all the time, and I was watching the Buffalo game last night against Washington. The reason why I went to a shootout is because neither team rushed the puck. They were looking for that perfect zone entry with three on three. What if you cross the red line? You can exit the zone, no problem. Exit the offensive zone if you don't like where you're at. No. But you can't go back over the red line. You can't go back under your no, side. There's, of the not ice. No, there's not enough space for that. I don't care. Force the play. <laughs> well, Force you know what? P- I don't care about your opinion. Force. The, no, what I'm saying is like I don't care about the lack of space. So what you're telling force me the, is force the, the offense. I'm here saying was force the, the offense. Here's the thing: if the puck comes out of the zone, then you have that slim space between the red line and the blue line to get all of your guys back and then re-enter the zone. What? No. Listen. So what you're gonna have is you're gonna exit the zone Fine. and no offside. So. Uh, no. Okay. Red, red line becomes the offsides line. You can't go outside the red line. Sure. Fine. Okay. Roller hockey, except for they don't have offsides. Period. Yeah, they have four on four. No, but they have four on four with cherry pickers. Well, I mean, like if the puck if, gets, if the to. puck gets knocked out of the zone, like it's deflected away, that's fine. But like you can't carry it back over yourself. 
You can't backtrack into your own zone and try to rush it in once again. You can't do that. So if the other team knocks it outside of the blue line, and it goes over you, the red and, line, and no, no, and you then you get the puck back, then you still can't cross the red line. Well, that's fine because the, no, then you dump it back in. So then you're giving the puck away. So well, you, I, so you, then I, no, no. So then either you run listen, into to I no, 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 no. Listen here. If you're gonna bring up a point, I'm gonna freaking argue it. If this is why you I either listen. run into the problem of you're having teams not scoring because they're waiting for that perfect rush, or then score? you have the problem of you're having teams not scoring because they're giving the puck away 60% of the time. But then somebody It is but, hard to keep the puck in the zone. You realize that, right? Not with three on three with all that room. Players will just backtrack in the neutral zone because there's no room. I'm just trying to find a way to force teams to have offense. Alex interrupted me. Willie Nylander scores in the power play. one nothing leaves. Shots, shots are 16-1. In favor of Leafs. And I think the first, I believe they just came back from the second commercial break in the first like 12 minutes of the game. Great. I'm just saying right now. Now, can they do it for three periods? That's the hard part. Anyways, I, I'm interested to see how it plays out here. Well, like I said, that three on three thing, that'll be for the summer. I just want to get rid of the shootout. That's all I want. Anyways. It's not happening, but I want to, I'm going to try my hardest. Okay. So now that we have the standings, our eights for each side, the full 16. Like we'll probably, now I'm not going to say we're, those are our picks. We're not going to do picks from here on, but we'll obviously look at them and well, see what's going on. We're making predictions here. That's the point. This, these are our predictions right now. Tyler, right? who wins the Stanley Cup? Tampa. False. Edmonton. Tampa. What the heck? With Miko Koskinen? <laughs> are you kidding me? Or Mike, oh, Miko Koskinen or Mike Smith? Who's your goaltender? Smitty for the winnie. Smitty for the winnie. Let's be honest. If Calgary was able to score in that series against Colorado, Mike Smith would have probably been a contract. Hey, hey, hey. Guess hey. what? Chicken butt. Edmonton wins the Cup. Con Smith. Con Smith trophy. <sighs> And the fact there's never been a Smith in the history of the NHL to ever win it, to ever win the Conn Smith Trophy winner. Like the Steve Con Smith. If the Con Mike, Smith. If Mike Smith pulls it off, yeah, I would. If Mike Smith wins it, I don't care if he gives up five goals a game in the series. You give him that Conn Smith Trophy winner. Why? Because of that reason and that Connor reason Mc, alone. Connor McCup did and Conn Smith. No, you're right. Crap, it's NBC. They're going to give it to Connor McDavid. That's right. Crap. I forget about that. I forget, yeah, the, I forget how the NHL is dumb that way. They're going to give it. What do you mean it's dumb? Alex? Connor McDavid. Listen, if Mr. Oh, they need Connor McDavid to win. Oh, they're melting. It's raining in Edmonton. Alex. It's raining goals Alex, against Edmonton. Who won the Consumite Trophy in the 84 final? When the first time the Oilers won the Cup, who won it? Uh, That went to Wayne Gretzky, but should have gone nope. to... No. It went to Mark Messier. Who cares? What I'm saying is, if Gary Bettman was in office... Gretzky would have won all four Consmites. Who cares? I'm just saying. Mark Messier had an series. What is the purpose of the Consmite trophy? Playoff MVP. Playoff MVP. Crosby was not the MVP in either of those playoff runs. No. Okay. Phil Kessel Bull. should have won that second no. one. You cannot tell me I'm wrong. No. Phil the Thrill. No. Con Phil Trophy. You can shove your hot dog down your throat. Con Phil Thrill, my trophy winner. Should have been. 
And let's be honest, if anyone thought Ovechkin was not going to win it, you kidding me? Even though I thought Braden Holpe had a great playoff when he came back. Braden Holpe was magnificent in the playoffs for Washington. You could have given it to Kuznetsov, could have given it to Backstrom, but they gave it to Ovechkin. Why? Because it was the easy answer. No, it was because it was the freaking truth. He was not the best. Yes, he scored a goal in the Most valuable. It's not the best. It's not the best. It's not the guy who scores the most. It's not the guy who makes the most saves. No, it's the most valuable that's what it is you could have a guy who scores 70 points in the playoffs by itself can't play defense he's not valuable period it's the most valuable people read what the purpose of the trophy is that's what it should be it just says playoff mvp who is the best player in the playoffs the most valuable player in the playoffs Con Smythe Trophy gets it. Why did Nick Lidstrom get the Con Smythe Trophy? Because he was the most valuable player. Didn't score the most. Wasn't the best defender on the team at the time. But he was the most valuable. His transition game was great. I think his yeah. attitude was great. It's funny. I think he scored less goals in that 0-2 run. Than he did in the 98 playoffs. Exactly. Yet he still won the Conn Smythe Trophy because it's the most valuable player. That's why I loved, that's one of the big things why I loved taking Katie to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Because she could look at all these trophies, which by the way, she didn't know half of the trophies. And she was like, wow, best player, most gentlemanly player, the Lady Bing. The Lady Bing. She didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, yeah, no, it's basically just I believe who, if you get a penalty, uh, you don't win. <laughs> I believe that's the only individual award, the Lady Bing Trophy, that has no connection to a hockey player. Lord Stanley wasn't a hockey player. No, individual award. Because there's, like the, the, there's the Clarence Campbell Trophy for the Western Conference champ and the Prince of Wales Trophy for the Eastern Conference. Neither of those guys played. This Lord Stanley, yes, Lord Stanley's Cup. I'm talking because I'm looking. James Norris. Well, before it was called the Ted Lindsay Award, it was just the NHLPA Award, wasn't it? No, it was the the Lester B. Pearson did Award. He, and did now, he play hockey? No, criminy. Now you're now you're making me second guess. I think for some reason Lester B. Pearson was no. That's right. That wasn't Lester B. Pearson was a Canadian Prime Minister. Yes. So ha, you lose. Good day, sir. Damn. Ah, uh, you're right. So what you're telling, you're telling me? me is, you're telling me you didn't play hockey at all. Let's see here. Okay, junior B don't count. Senior double A don't count. A charity game don't count. Played for Oxford University Ice Hockey Club Doesn't while count. on scholarship at University of Oxford. Doesn't count. Dang it. Doesn't count. Sorry. Do you have to play in the NHL? Because that, I mean. All right. You know what? Fine. You lose. Good Fine. Day, Apparently, Lester B. Pearson was hit by a bus in 1918. <laughs> if anyone's curious. What the f*** are you looking at? <laughs> I look at his Wikipedia page, Lester B. Pearson. Ah, great. great, Fantastic. Apparently, he was part Can of Can I the- go home now? No, you're staying. What? I don't know. I'm staying. I don't know. why. I, I, I didn't pack clothes. You don't need... I'm not saying you have to stay the night. Good Lord. He was in the Royal Canadian Air Force. Good for him. Great. Probably everyone was at that time. No. Uh, well, they were in the military, yes. He won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1957 for, for resolving the Suez, the Suez Crisis through the United Nations. 
the Suez Crisis, which was the second Arab-Israeli war in the mid-50s. Apparently, he was a part of that. Anywho, uh, should probably wrap this up. We should wrap this up. A like, show that was probably maybe an hour and a half hockey. Well, okay, we were talking about hockey with coronavirus, but... Uh, it was sports with coronavirus. I'm just happy that we actually got Kelly into the show, because I really wanted her to actually get some... Action. You were so butthurt. Yes, you it was, baby. because I wanted You're some... You're such a... I wanted you somebody... You want to do I wanted show. someone that's a medical professional. My show. My show. My show. My sandwich. I know she listened to Friends right now, so I can yell that. I was about to say there, buddy. What? You looked, you looked at the door from which the other side is your now wife and said, my sandwich. Yes. Well, because... That's a, it's a scene from Friends. Right? I understand. I'm just saying, if that reference was not in play, buddy. Uh, she's only made me two sandwiches. I think. Dude, make your own sandwich. I find... Oh, I do. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. I love, that's, I, what, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I have to make my own sandwiches because she doesn't. Then again, I never really ask her to. Here's the thing. I've asked her to make me a sandwich once. I love Katie to death. Oh, God. And I hope she doesn't listen to this part of the show. I'm going to tell her to listen to the end now. Before she figured out how I properly like my mustard, which is not spreaded. I just like drizzling it on there. Yeah. On Who sides. the hell spreads mustard? Katie does. What the hell's the matter with her? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her. I just, I didn't like that. Does she, oh, wait, you're telling, wait, hold on. Now, does she have it? If it's out of a basic jar, the mustard. Because we've always used French's. If, if, if that was, so you're it, telling me, if, if, if it was out of a must, if it was out of a, like a jar of mustard, then yes, like I a bulk garden it. food service. Yes. Then you then, have to, you're telling me she squirts it on bread and then smears it. Yes. Katie, what is Kelly? I need help here. He doesn't need help. I need help here. What's he, what he needs is a good flap in the head. I need to ask Katie what's wrong. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Fuel Podcast. Use the hashtag the Fuel Podcast. Kelly's coming in here. I no, we're good. Goodbye, everybody. No, we're doing this. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Hi, Kelly. Kelly. So, Kate. So, Katie. Apparently, I'm just going to give you this microphone. Katie apparently does this. Apparently, she takes French, the French's mustard, the squirt. Or Heinz. Or Heinz, if you're done. So, yellow mustard. Yellow mustard. Spreads it, like squirts it onto the bread, and then spreads it. Yeah. Cool. Good for her. I mean, it's awesome. No, but I thought, no, it's, you have a squirt bottle. Use the squirt bottle. You don't think that is the equivalent of taking your knife, scooping Smucker's jam on the bread and not spreading it i do spread it though but you get your logic like if it came out of a squirt bottle would you still spread it why would you have jam in a squirt bottle that welch's they, stuff is nasty they smuckers did it no smuckers doesn't do it yes, smuckers does that out they of jam. do well i'm smart that's why i get jam i get jam out okay, of a jar so i have standards tyler you so, get jelly no, i get jam no you get grape jelly no we get jam we get Don't the jam. look at me. He buys it. I get the jam. Anyway, big glass container, purple top. It's yes. called jelly. Go look at. Go look at. Go grab my. No, 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 no. You no. stay here. You talk about. Go grab my jam. There is. They are going to the f- kitchen now. Go to it. Find it.
Find it? Did you find it yet? You know what, Tyler? I'm right. <laughs> Go take care of your pan, first of all. First of all, you don't know how to make sam sandwiches. Second of all, the big one is called jelly. And third of all, you still suck. No, because no, they would. Want to know the difference? What? One has seeds and the other doesn't. That's the difference. Jam. Ma what? They make. They make big jars of jam. They just didn't have any on sale. Oh, so what you're saying is you typically you you typically like getting jelly. I know. I like getting jam. They come in big jars, but they were out, oh so I had to God, grab a small insufferable. one. Insufferable. I am not insufferable. I want my jam.